to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956, directed Ooh. by Don Siegel. Pop in your... whatever you have this on. Pop in your reel of film. Yeah. Press play and press pause yeah. when the Invasion of the Body Snatchers title card fades to Kevin McCarthy. We had this on Laserdisc. At the, fr- yeah. at the frame it becomes Kevin McCarthy, run. No, at the frame it becomes Kevin McCarthy, press pause is in a second. already here? That frame is on screen. It's already here. I'll say it in three, two, one, and pause, at which point I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie, uh, pod person Brian William Pinifter. Greetings. Pod person Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And pod person Trey the Amazing Stokes. I prefer a podcaster. Oh, comedy. Okay. Um, This movie, it's one of those movies you hear about all the time, and I never heard of it uh, in the context of being a sci-fi movie. I always heard of it as being kind of a weird, schlocky 50s horror movie, but this is more of a paranoia, Twilight zone type thing. (laughs) It's both. But it's listed in a shit ton of of magazines. Time Magazine did like their their 100 greatest sci-fi movies of all time, and this was number nine and that kind of thing. Uh, And I was, was, therefore, excited to see it because I like old movies that are really good. And, and that speak to me as a modern viewer because not very many of them do and I like to like old stuff and this movie this is actually the first time and you guys will be proud of me I uh I was mad at it almost immediately, but I never turned it off. I watched it all the way through. <laughs> you hung in. I, I wait for it to say, all right, here's, here's the answer. Here's why this right, is happening. Movie. By the way, spoilers, but just saying. Yeah. This is why the pod people came, and this is what they want to do and all that stuff, and it, it kind of doesn't go there. And I guess that's the generational leap that it makes, which is that at that point, it was more about the paranoia. It wasn't about the sci-fi aspect of here's what the aliens want. Here's why they're coming. Here's why they're taking over everyone. Here's why they're replacing them with emotionless versions of themselves. Well, the, the, it's not a literal thing. It's communism or McCarthyism or whatever Yeah, the sci-fi. Uh, the it's sci-fi, sci-fi aspect, so to speak, is this is what everyone was worried about at the time. Why right. the aliens are here, it doesn't matter. They are and they How could be... bean works, that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, they, they are and they could be your neighbor. That yeah. was the yeah. sci-fi. But they're emotionless and different from us. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, it's, it's not that they came and they are here. It's the, it's the specificity of what they're doing. It's an alien race that came to Earth to replace people with <laughs> versions of themselves with one small change. And that doesn't make, that doesn't make an, a whole lot of sense. Now... I don't, well, it's hey, uh, I mean, how different is that from the premise of Alien? How different is, is that from any animal? Well, no, it's but like no, no, no. oh, they just want to be here and yeah. fucking poop. Well, that yeah, doesn't I know, make but any it's, sense. I mean, it's like <laughs> where's, the, where's the plotting, guys? It's like we're talking about Galaxy Quest. It's like if there's a if you do the Drake equation, there's oh so many alien races out there. Eventually, you're going to find one that looks like a pup. Like it's it's that specific. It's an alien race that came here to replace us with versions of ourselves that are slightly different. It's a little it's a little bizarre. well to, to jump. It's, it's actually explained slightly more. In the '78 version, it is. Uh, I, I want to see that. We're, I think we're going to try to do the '78 all of version. Is great. I, I, I want to do all. But the, four uh, of them, yeah. first of all, I mean, uh, the idea is that you know, yes, you're right that the movie doesn't go into explaining the magic bean, which is perfectly fine. But the '78 movie underscores it a little better, which is the idea is that well, there's different kinds of life. As as Veronica Cartwright sums up the entire concept of '70 the '78 version, she goes, "Why do we expect metal ships?" It's like in the. In That's the, a good line. In the uh, in the in the second movie, in this in the remake, it uh, it's it's they're a they're a they're a life form that is totally formless, and they travel across the galaxy and they become whatever they encounter. It's like, well, this is a planet that's made for humans, so we'll be those. Right there? That sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's, it, that's essentially that the idea what's here. Happening here. They just don't, they really just don't get into it. it. So. Well, this movie isn't about aliens. It's about the Red Scare or communism yeah. or McCarthyism or yeah. whatever. It is that. And well, the other thing about it is. Uh, Worth bringing up is uh, first of all, by the way, we got a note uh, on a anniversary, anniversary show. show that uh, we have never done a show, a, a movie that was older than everyone on the panel. This is that movie we have finally achieved. Nineteen fifty-six before my before I was born, and we're getting into the classics. Yeah, so. and it's funny if the, for a matter of perspective, uh, when Marty went back in time, 
he couldn't have talked to Doc Brown about this movie because it wasn't out yet. <laughs> so this movie came out after the events of Back to the Future. Yeah, so how about there? That? So there. So yeah. ancient history. But this uh, this also uh, should point out, and we'll, we'll get it rolling in a second, but it's directed by Don Siegel. Don Siegel is one of those guys like uh, Sam Fuller and a few other uh, directors yeah. who uh, in the 50s and 60s is like, well, they make schlocky B-movies. And in the 70s, all the young kids go, no, they're auteurs who make personal statement movies that you just didn't realize were so awesome. And uh, and so this movie uh, and, and uh, Sam Fuller's movies and things like that, Don Siegel became kind of a celebrated guy. And toward the end of his career, got to direct much bigger studio projects. He was a director of uh, Dirty Harry and so on. So he did many projects with uh, Clint Eastwood and so on. Um, and... All the all the uh, you know people like Philip Kaufman and uh, and uh, Spielberg and Lucas they grew up watching these movies on TV and going no wait there's more going on in that sci-fi isn't just a guy in a silver suit it's not just Buck Rogers there can be more to a science fiction movie they spotted it and then they started putting it in their movies right on Brian did you enjoy this uh, I did I, actually uh, I had never it was even though I'm aware of, was aware of its influence I'd never seen it until last night because I knew we were doing it today and. The uh, the unfortunate thing was I was been working on this horrible deadline all day yesterday, so what I got to like eleven thirty last <laughs> night, and I'm like, oh crap, I still have to watch this movie and do it. Shit, I, like, I have to watch Invasion of the Body. Yeah, movie. I mean, I was I'm excited to do it, and I love doing it down in front, but it was like eleven thirty, and I have to watch this before I go to bed. I, so it's, I'm, a, it's, I'm, it's a four minute movie. Yeah, that and that like I looked at the DVD case and said eighty minutes. I was like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm running on like two hours of sleep, and we'll see if I manage to stay awake through this thing. Um, but uh yeah obviously it's a i was i was surprised to see and this goes kind of back to what we were saying like how non-specific the the like the magic bean and the justification of everything was just because i'm you know from what we're raised on we're more used to more time being spent on on how things work and it worked for me that it wasn't specific and i guess i was just an appreciation of okay this is I'm approaching this more as a historical artifact than I am a movie that I would judge. You're poking it. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> studying it with beakers and, and lab tools and whatnot. Um, so, but I, I, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later, I suppose. Michael Dorkman Scott. I, um, I grew up with the, the, this movie and the 70s version. Um, and uh, it was. It was a kind of thing where I would very rarely watch them separately. You know, I'd like watch one and then I'd watch the other uh, within a few days of it whenever I went back to revisit. Is the seventies one a remake or a sequel? Remake. It's a remake. Okay. It's a remake. Um, Which references this one? It's it's got a Don Siegel cameo and a Kevin McCarthy cameo yeah, in it. It does. Ba- the, yeah, the main characters of the of the seventy eight one basically drive through the ending of this movie <laughs> yeah. effectively, but. Um, at one point, but, uh, like I said, we had the movies on Laserdisc at the time and I, I would watch them and, uh, you know, it's, it's a movie from the mid fifties. So it takes a while to kind of get to its point uh, a little bit, you know, there's a lot of setup and there's a lot of kind of standing around and shoe leather scenes as, as we would call doing. <laughs> Sid Field wasn't writing books yet. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but I love it. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, you, it, you really do get the sense of it, it. Like you said, it's a great cultural artifact. This is a this is a sci-fi movie that you can watch and number one, still appreciate as just a, a sci-fi right. movie, but number two, also appreciate the, the time influence. and the influence and why it is the way it is. You're like, you can look at this next to the history and go, I totally understand exactly what was going on when this yeah. movie came out. You know. Anyway, if if Dorkman sounds a little muffled on this episode, that's because he's talking <laughs> through his sick mask. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier yeah. he went to Seven Eleven. It was raining. Had his hood up and a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, I was didn't like, even notice that. Oh dear. Yeah. Hi. Bad impression. And his yeah. hands in his pockets. Trey, what's your experience with uh, the Fifty Six Snatchers? Well, I already kind of said my piece, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a movie that I was aware of before I ever saw. Um, I may well have seen the Seventy Eight 
because 78 was when I was starting film school. I remember seeing it, you know, it was one of those, uh, you know, $2 movie night things. And I, I was, I saw it many times. I saw it as many times as you could get away with, I think, because I was really fascinated by the 78. And I think at some point, I'm sure it was at film school, uh, some, you know, classic movie night or something. This, this, I finally got around to, to seeing it for the first time. And it's the same kind of thing. You can sort of see that 78 is the, you know, amped up. You know, seventies version of what what this it's, was. It's just like the thing and the fly. Exactly, like, very much. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it really is. And more. it's kind of like the invasion of the body snatchers remake was kind of like what else do we have? What else do we have? Body snatchers. <laughs> but they really did a credible job on on the update of uh, of body snatchers. So then you go back and you discover this one, and it, it's like it's you know it's fascinating because it, it it's this is we reference this very often that you know back when back when this was the B movie, mm-hmm. you know this wasn't a major studio release. I mean. It, I'm, <laughs> What studio is this from, even? Uh, but Republic it, Pictures. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Republic is, uh, you know, one of the smaller companies. And, uh, you know, they made, you know, this is like the equivalent of a Corman film. Corman yeah. was already, you know, kind of operating by this point. And, and uh, so, yeah, this is, you know, now this is a big studio movie starring Nicole Kidman when they do a remake and of this. And Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig. But, uh, no, and wait, boy, they fucked that one up. Wait, that's Golden Compass. <laughs> so those two together, box office poison. But um, but it's, uh, it's box office poison alchemy. Yeah, don't mix those. Yeah. But uh, it's you know so yeah it's it's a movie where you kind of go wow it's 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 akin to watching the first Night of the Living Dead which is ten years old in this but you go so many tr- so many things that are now tropes and we're familiar with and are woven into the cultural fabric fabric come from this movie. Night of the Living Dead was forty eight, wasn't it? <laughs> Twenty three. Uh, it was actually silent. The first Night of the Living Dead. Sixty eight. 68. 68. You said 10 years older than this. I was like, what the hell? I knew it ended in an 8. I didn't think it was... Night of the Living Dead is 10 years... Uh, well, 10 years later. Is right, right, right. Anyway, you're at the point where the title card has faded to Kevin McCarthy and co-starring Dana Winter. Yeah, so weird. She doesn't even get like, you know, she gets a co-starring even though she's right there on the same page. She doesn't even get a little C. She should change her last name. Yeah. Anyway. And introducing. Three, two, one, on pause. And we're in. Clouds. Da, da, da. Dana Winter was okay, but she always struck me as a little cold. Anyway, I feel like King Donovan rules. I feel like most movies back in the day started like this: credits over clouds. Like that's yeah. the that was yeah. the Wizard of Oz too, and you know, I mean, I guess a storm is coming, and all of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually just I just, uh, I just read Sam Peckinpah in a, in a supporting role. What was I just reading? That was uh, the difference between you know European like films and Jack American Finney. films was you know a European film can open with a shot of clouds and then have another shot of clouds and then cut to a third shot of clouds. An American movie can open with a shot of clouds, but then in that second shot, there has to be an airplane. And by the third shot, that airplane <laughs> yeah. better have exploded. So, <laughs> yeah, or landed or something. Yeah. Interesting. Get going. I actually think this movie gets off its feet pretty quickly. I mean, it, 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 it has about a scene where he's being a doctor and he's doctoring. And then, I mean, one of the first things it, that happens is that a little kid runs out in front of him and that's the plot has started. You just don't know it yet. And even then, there's plenty of foreshadowing that's that's telling you something is up. Yeah, the, even, even as early as when he arrives... Uh, into town with the train and he meets his nurse and his nurse is like everybody was in here the other week and now nobody is yeah yeah and like the even the, the way that's played that's telling you there's there, that's putting the bomb under the yeah, table and there's a conversation oh she's talking about her husband and he's not her husband but he is yeah, and, yeah. now yeah. this is something that there's it's not a one-to-one thing black and white <laughs> movie does not a film noir make but this is a black and white movie and it feels very film noirish at times for me there's a, there's a lot of shadow play, and, I, uh, and, I, and there's I also disagree. there's also a lot of the narration vibe. <laughs> this this fella is it always cries. We have to see uh, this bald fella here because he of course was the uh, the site the comedy nemesis on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah, <laughs> which I was fascinated by. We should remake this today, and that can be apparently Steve the uh, the prologue yes. and the epilogue here were added afterwards because it was too grim. Yeah, and also because the movie even now is only eighty minutes long. Yeah. 
but but that yeah, still happens I, to this day, by the way. Which, by the way, I would kill for an eighty-minute movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for that being more acceptable. Nah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, I know him from UHF and uh, Inner Space. And Inner Space. It's great in Inner Space. <laughs> I love Inner Space. We need to do Inner Space, dudes. Isn't he doing a riff of this on in, in, in UHF as well of some kind? One doesn't come to mind. Okay. Haven't that seen UHF in a long time. Surprise me. He does obviously, re- like like I referenced earlier, he reprises this role Ooh. as a cameo. <laughs> Look at that. The, in the, the oh, classic no. flashback, 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 flashback. How do they? How do they? The how do they literally? The literally, that's a that's a that's a rotating piece of glass. It looks like you know. It's like, so they just put a piece of glass over because they did that, and then there's a, just a dissolve that uh, goes with it. Now, whether cool that's looking. part of the optical process it's or not, it's just a cool. <laughs> I, I look at it now, and I'm like, motherfucker, how do they do those dissolves? Yeah, I don't it's know. It looks like a grungy piece of glass that's spinning past camera. No, <sighs> think it over. Fifty six. What is that? What is that drum for? for it's for the tree fire. only. Oh, uh, okay. Only, only fire. Okay. I wonder what's in it. Is it fire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, only put anything else. Only in supposed to put fire in that button. drum. It. It's for fire. Now that drum, on the other hand, is totally non-specific drum. You can put anything yeah. in it. But the other one, you can just put fire in. It's been a little while since I saw this movie, as I recall. Just like, just like it's shocking in Die Hard. I think this movie too has a drive-by a gas station and the gas prices just like rock your world. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> gas prices is negative five cents. Yeah, come here yeah. for a nickel. Yeah, exactly. It's like come and buy a dish and we'll fill up your tank with uh, with premium. Yeah. Here we go. Process shot. There you Greatest go. Process shot. Classic process shot. And it actually kind of works. The black levels are a little <laughs> off, and the fact that it's jittering is weird. But I just have. A hard, I think it works yeah. better in black and white. I just have oh, a yeah. hard time watching it and not assuming that it's being done ironically. Like yeah. this, yeah. Is, this Nowadays, is a straight process right. shot. Yeah. No, this is how it is. No, but there's also a little. Well, like you know, Terrence a little bounce fiction, to the, It's done ironically. They're doing a little but, bounce to the whole frame too, which looks kind of weirdly artificial. Which is, I'm curious about that. So, yeah, the, sometimes the the entire frame will kind of go. Yeah. They were drunk when they were doing the optical. Well, maybe maybe they were. Uh, Wait, no, no, I'm, was sh- re- I'm sure they were just sticking the camera out a window and driving down a bumpy road, yeah. and that's what they got behind them. They're like, "Well, we can't stabilize that yeah. shit. What do you want? Can we send it to ILM? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> what did you just say? Wait, can we can we stabilize it? Can we get some 17 year old with After Effects to stabilize it? No. So like we so like we said, you know. Um, it kind of feels like a slow start, but if you know what the story is, you go back. As and anybody like, walking oh. into the theater would. Yeah, you go back and you're like, oh, this is. A setup right here, you know, four yeah. minutes in, five and, minutes in. Oh, it's in. like it's like Alien. Okay, Alien starts a little slow, but you know, walking there's, into the theater, there's going to be an alien. going to be an alien in there somewhere. So you're waiting for the alien. So it's playing the. <coughs> yeah. When does the body snatching start? Yeah. The, oh yeah. The tension already exists at the moment you sit down. This was back in in the day of bench seats with no seatbelts. So she just slid over, yeah. drove the car a little, and slid later. Right back. He, later, so he much says, better for making uh, out. Later, he says, "Slide over here under the wheel." So we, we have a quick getaway. I'm like, "Slide over here under the wheel." That's so weird. That's yeah. cool. It's well, hard to imagine doing it. But this yeah. movie, this so this was schlock as far as they were concerned. This was a fun movie to go see. Not a not a. You're not going to go have to you know deal with any of this or any of that. Yeah, you just, know, we're going to go. The major watch. studios are making Ben Hur. Well, at that's this yeah, point, yeah. You know, that so. explains the title because it seems like if the, yeah, when you it, look back, this is like an austere kind of statement about whatever it is, communism or McCarthyism. In fact, the producers are quoted, and, and Kevin McCarthy is quoted as saying. We didn't. We weren't doing a subtext thing. We were just making a movie. And I don't yeah. know if yeah. I necessarily buy that, but they've all said it unequivocally. Like that's every everyone has said we weren't doing a subtext thing. Well, it's the same. But then again, that's like a symptom of the times. This is what they were worried about. So this is what they yeah. wrote. Maybe exactly. maybe you weren't doing it on purpose, but you that's were doing, doing it. it. And yeah. it could all, it could also go the other direction. Is like you know this this may have been just a schlocky movie, but it resonated with people for a reason that wasn't in the movie, right. but they responded to it still because the idea was you know. Implicitly, I'm there. sure it's all part of the part of it is also a Sturgeon's Law thing. I'm sure there were a hundred other movies also released at the exact yeah. same time 
that were the same kind of feel and genre. They Invasion just, of the Snatchy Body. Well, just, if you, yeah. they just didn't, <laughs> <laughs> if you, they didn't capture the the that underlying yeah. subtext. Well, most actually, this is kind of more cerebral than the most of the average thing. I mean, the movies. Uh, you know, I, I grew up when these were the movies that were on television on Saturday afternoon. So I, I saw like, there's some. Re- you want schlock? This is this is like the highbrow. Of the B the movie, yeah, this, you know, this, there's like there's like movies like the Monolith well, Monsters I mean, and all is, kinds of things like that. And and it was like right at this time, and, and especially toward the later in the fifties, you know, there was everything was like radi- it was radiation was the big right. paranoia. So everything is like radiation makes people giant, it makes insects huge, it makes people tiny. It, you know, it was all the weird radiation movies Them. and all because that was the paranoia. Yeah, it's, I, but it's, that, was, that was a little more cynical. That was a little more okay. We're going to make these movies because this is what's going on. And I on. mean, it is worth pointing out that if you you know watch MST3K. If you just oh. glanced at the screen, this doesn't look any different yeah. than the movies that they would have done. Exactly. I actually had that thought watching this. I, yeah. it felt, I felt like I should be watching this Saturday morning with the little yeah. silhouettes. Yeah, in front. that's the way. Well, you that's should what watch. we're, that's what we're yeah. for. Yeah. This is an amazing shot, by the way. All things considered, yeah. no such thing as a Steadicam yeah. for twenty cam years. Did not exist. This. It's really smooth. Good call. I didn't notice that. The reason I brought up Schlock and, and, and that aspect is because the title is an invasion of the body snatchers. It's such yeah. a pulpy title. It's totally pulpy. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's on par with Raiders of the Lost Ark or Empire Strikes Back. One of the reasons, though, that maybe because I believe the original story, I think, is called was called the Body Snatchers. Right, that sounds uh, right. But the uh, Jack, I still haven't read that. I've yeah. I, I want to read it, but I just haven't. Jack Finney is a, is a I'm great sure is a great golden era. Brad uh, Pitt was in that. He had a weird accent. He's a great golden era sci fi writer. Wrote uh, number. He also wrote uh, Time and Again or something like that. That uh, mm. some other and uh, some other famous thing. Yeah, it's based on a, a short story of his. Some of there's another couple of other famous. Uh, pieces that have come from Jack Finney, but uh, um, but I believe uh, it might have been, and I don't know. This, this I'm just spitballing, but uh, there was a Bela Lugosi, uh, Karloff. Maybe they were both in it. Horror movie from the 30s called The Body Snatcher or The Body Snatchers, because that was. But that was literally about grave robbers. Grave robbing, yeah, yeah. So so the fact that you know maybe we have to kind of go. Oh, it's no, but it's, this isn't Body Snatchers <laughs> like those British guys. This yeah. is an invasion of Body Snatchers. Yeah, we did. We're not remaking that thing. It's a, yeah. It's another thing. Kevin McCarthy is handsome and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> How's that then? <laughs> terrifying? He does look a Why bit like terrifying? a Ken doll, I will say. <laughs> well, look at his well, – yeah, A, he's got that, and then B, he's got more teeth than he knows what to do with. <laughs> he does look like a cigarette spokesperson. He does, and I'm sure at some night. point must have been. Yeah. My cat smokes Lucky Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> My doctor says Lucky Strikes are uh, good for what strikes. Yeah. Four out of five dentists agree. <laughs> 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 okay, and now this – is this the same kid? Or is this yeah, it's a, the same yeah, kid. Same kid. Who's okay. terrified of his mom? Right. Maybe yeah. it wasn't a body snatchers thing for him. Yeah. <laughs> no. That would just kind of Who isn't a, terrified of their mom? Come maybe on. His mom was Kathy Bates. You know. Well, that's that's the thing. Uh, I mean, setup. I mean, uh, part of part of it is the fact that early on, and this kid is good. By the way. Oh yeah. You know, yes. for a kid in a fifties schlocky movie, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's he. Nobody's gonna get you, Jimmy. More than. Yeah. You know, Wham, gone, dead. I mean, because part journey. of the thing is that, uh, you know, kids, especially, probably especially back then, I mean, I'm still kind of blown away by, like you said, B-movies have become the A-movies, and it's like only recently a lot of the really big actors are kind of like, okay, I get this now, you know? They're, 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 there was a thing where it's like, oh, everything's on blue screen, and that's weird, and you can kind of feel that in the movie, but now... Because visual effects and stuff have become so much the norm, and so many so many actors have seen final visual effects products, they're like, okay, I don't have to feel stupid about this because I can trust that it's going to be fine at the other end. So they're they're kind of into it now. Whereas back then, I would imagine 
it was harder to really take seriously. Whereas for a kid, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm playing pretend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'd yeah. be doing that anyway. Yeah. Fuck it. Now, here, here's a sense of 50 cents to Billy. He's like, you know what you need, Billy? A downer pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just knock you on your ass no, with there this is pill. Some, there is some badass alcoholism going on in this movie, too. Welcome oh, to yeah. the 50s. Oh, yeah. And also uh, a little bit of chauvinism. I love it. Oh, you think? A little bit. It's not just because of this cute little hat she has to wear? There it is. But see, he's an okay guy because he's got a bust of Abraham Lincoln there. No, he likes. He saved the cat. He patted the little boy on the tummy, and yeah, that's right. then he slapped him on the ass on yeah. his way out. Yeah. And that was weird. And then he spent five minutes off screen with him, and I don't yeah. know what was going on with that. Now here's here's where the the story I think really kind of starts to build because before it's just been this kid's afraid of his mom or whatever. But like you said, it's like well, kids get like that sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. they get weird. He's he's taking it a little further than kids mostly do, but that happens. But now it's like okay. Now we're about to have the same conversation with a grown-up yeah. about someone else. But to be fair, she's a woman, so it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, so you know what you need? A downer pill. Don't, <laughs> have don't one of these the barbiturates. I keep them all the time because you, know, you have no idea how many people need these. Here, take some heroin for your baby. I give about 10 oh, or 50 of these that, pills out every day. It is that kind of 50 <sighs> sensibility where she's like, oh, she's just hysterical. She's, she's a woman. It is there. Yeah. It is there. It absolutely is there. That's, that's why... That's it's, not a, it's not a... It's it's just kind of assumed. It's part of the cultural mm. tech. It's not part of the story in any way. Like that well, comes it back to bite them. It's and it's very odd to see that. Well, to an to an extent, I would argue that it does. It comes back to bite them in the sense where it's like because you didn't listen early on, this got out of hand before you could do anything about it. You know. So well, yeah, I, I, mean, I would it's, say it's, there it's, is a this movie bit preaches of constant vigilance. Constant yeah. vigilance. Yeah. So you can avoid becoming a communist McCarthyist. Yes. Always yeah. suspect your yes. neighbors. Exactly. Your own father could be one of them. Yeah. How is this? How have I not heard a million McCarthyism jokes from a movie about McCarthyism starring Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> that is kind of odd. For a really it? long time, I thought odd, they were the same person. Really? I really did. <laughs> I thought Kevin McCarthy McCarthyism just, comes yeah. from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Exactly. It's Kevin McCarthyism. Yeah. I was very. It's a much more amusing. Although recently I've heard uh, people that. Think vaccines are bad for you. That's McCarthyism too. Oh dear. Yeah, that's oh, there. It is. That's uh, again. It? It's like boys. Well, it's just like when people say, you know, socialism. You have no idea what what you're saying. You don't even know what that word means. He's a socialistic fascist Hitler Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, and McCarthyism. Also, but also, she's she's the pod person here, right? <laughs> I believe. No? She, yeah, we. Uh, we're, it's implied that she's already the, the crossed. Aunt, yeah. She's already crossed over because the young girl is concerned about her aunt, and that's her right yeah. there. That she's, yeah. So, but it's it's also that a is thing, the basic plot of the movie. Yes. It, but it's also a thing where, again, I I almost feel, and maybe it's just putting or maybe it was the maybe it's the uncle that she's concerned about in this, I don't know. they're having the conversation about the uncle okay and yeah. they're constantly and there's cutaways throughout the whole scene where they're kind of looking over and he's you know mowing the lawn. right 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 yeah. i hate it when people mow their lawns yeah it's so suspicious. although I, I have you have any of you ever played with one of the old school lawnmowers oh yeah sure yeah the ones that the, the ones with the I, motor with the, the ones, yeah, where, you, where you're pushing the wheels and it's spinning them for oh that sounds I had the one as a baby like that popped you the little balls up and down yeah the, but I, have you ever actually tried to mow a lawn with one of those <laughs> no it's the hardest fucking thing no, in the that's world that's what I said it sounds like it would yeah. wear you out oh yeah like remember the it's vacuums exhausting. that don't have motors and it's just the those little things that you push back and forth and they don't it's, do anything it's been a while since I've seen this movie don't we revisit him later because right now he's kind of like sloppy mowing but later he's doing like perfect mowing or something like that isn't that the payoff I think I could be misremembering that I think later I think later there's a thing. Maybe it's in a different. Maybe it's in the seventies one. But I think later there's a thing where like everyone's kind of perfectly mowing their lawns simultaneously or something. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking maybe of that's Stepford Wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might be more Stepford be Wives because it's been a while since I've seen this. Yeah, but what what is interesting about this is that in how little is different and how little the the town changes once it's been completely you know 
taken over. And they, they're never specific about what they want to do. The, the only really like specific bad thing we get is, oh, you don't need love. You don't right. need to love people. That's, right. that's a yeah. silly emotion. And that's really the yeah, only concrete bad thing. Right. Yeah, they say they don't have emotions, and yet they're, they they're, get pissed. they're, they're pissed they're, off they get super pissed. Uh, but well, that's you, all part of their plan, though. You never see, you never con- see concretely any difference between, you know, the pre-pod town and the post-pod town. Which is, which is, you know, funny and a reflection of the times again. Yeah. Because back then that would have been the scary part, and yeah, now we're like, like so what's so, the, yeah, what's yeah. the what's actual the harm there? Yeah. Because we think of we think of the fifties kind of as when the pod people ruled anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I was about to say. Like she's she's talking about, "Oh, my, you know, I think my family is different and they're they're, you know, they they feel very alien." But then you then you watch the way the normal people are behaving and you're like, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't look like people. They look like yeah. robots. She's, she's, Everyone's suppressing everything and she's go, totally They're going for a drive. She's wearing some kind of evening gown. She's been she's been at the hairdressers for like 8 hours to get that coif together and this is just an average day. Back, she that's just quite, got back into town today. So yeah. she's like worn out from traveling. That's quite a set <laughs> of earrings she has. Too. She's yeah. wearing this evening gown thing. It's like Pat Oswalt's joke about flying <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. Everyone's a spy. Everyone's a spy. Yeah, I used to get I, I when I was a kid, my first you, you got dressed up to take a plane ride. It was a big deal. Do you have suspenders and stuff? Uh, yeah, and a cowlick and a box of Cracker Jacks with a real prize inside, not some printed piece of paper. The Cracker Jack, it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. Uh, the Cracker Jack toys fucking suck these days. Yeah. I really, fold it out and you can bend the face in a different shape and then it looks like a different face. Or it's a tattoo of a high heel or something. Kids will not be able to put it down for all the fun they're having with the bend out foldy face. It's awesome. Kids never get tired of that. Cracker Jacks used to come with guns. Yeah. I would, I would. cap pistols and stuff, yeah. I would rather the Cracker Look, there's a guy smoking. And he's not even a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's a 50s movie. Well, he's a psychiatrist. Dude, ash that. You're going to drop it in your tuck and roll upholstery, though. I would rather Cracker Jacks just admit it. Okay, listen. The prize is not, it's no longer a thing. We're yeah. just going to stop doing it's, it. It's As opposed sugar to, and peanuts now. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. Seriously. By the way, uh, it's We know nighttime. you all have Xboxes, so... In case yeah. you weren't clear with this old-style movie, it is currently nighttime yeah. Yeah, this in is, the movie. Yeah. It's just, uh, this is what it looked like at night in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> One stop down. You know what's <laughs> funny? You know what's funny? I, I uh, showed this to my, my roommate, and at the I showed him all four, and at the exact same point in the movie, he said something along the lines of, you know... I really wonder what the fifties looked like, yeah. <laughs> because this is the way I think they looked, yeah. Because of because all I've seen is the movies and TV shows. No, you they, know what they, they were glamorized and also photographed in a way that we're not familiar. That's with. That's why yeah. it's really it's really weird to see like World War II color film or, or what's yeah, really even older. Really stuff blow your mind is is there's pictures is from concentration Russia. camp color, color oh, film. Yeah. Oh. That's that's about the most. There's photos thing. from the 1800s in Russia that are in color. Yeah, and it was you know it was the three slate thing where they would do they would expose it with this filter that filter and this filter, and it's amazing to me that any of them are crisp that they're not all kind of blurry mm. it's it'll blow your mind if you see them just google old russian color photos and it's and they wear funny hats well because right? the, the and, and look she's wearing a mink she's wearing a the mink, depth of is that a mink? she's wearing fur things. or is that just a wrap she's either a wearing a, it's a fur it's a fur it's a fur it's not a mink she's wearing burt reynolds yeah she's wearing she's wearing a fur wrap to go to some you know Crazy little restaurant, which actually looks like someone's living room. I'm not sure this is a restaurant. There's a lot of really interesting camera work in this movie that I've never really thought about before. But there's a lot of what it's certainly it's certainly much beyond reframing. It's certainly well beyond the how you kind of like you know put the camera here on on a tripod and over and over and at first I didn't I didn't notice that she was dancing because he looks like he's just sort of moving her around and she's moving perfectly with him. Like that's how we used to do it. She doesn't look like she's thinking at all. And now I'm either impressed that she's such a good dancer or impressed at the strength of his arms. She's standing on his toes. That's how you do it. Oh, oh, oh! Prom sounds painful. That's actually yeah. Oh yeah. 
But it's 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 an important <clears throat> learning experience to know how the rest of your life is going to go. Um, the sexism. Yeah. <laughs> No, come on. That's still true. Now, look at this. More <laughs> alcoholism going on. Yeah, really. Right. Here, have a gigantic martini. Like, we can't do it. And he's like, all right, I'll just put these back where I put them. <laughs> Here, where I keep the martini. Look, he's about to put his finger in it. And it's like, oh, that's what I do with the martinis when no one drinks them. <laughs> Watch him. He's just like, I got to go. He's like, all right, I'll just put my finger in this cup. <laughs> Sorry, I'll um, just, that one's saved now for you. Now, you do, you do yeah. stir it, but, you know, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put my finger in this for the next guy. Yeah. Be important. <laughs> There now it's really nighttime. Yeah, and yeah. just a nice little bit of shoe leather business going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a check. This one almost this this pro- oh oh, oh. <laughs> that, did the rear projection that cut just cut? That cut yeah. didn't work. There was a cut in the rear projection. But that's that's a that's a cool shot. I mean, they've got yeah, the feeling nice. of him pulling and up a more and, unusual and one framing him. Um, the the most egregious one is in Casablanca when uh, they're having the flashback of of. Uh, of uh, Rick and Ilsa, and there's literally a crossfade in the background. Right. Because it's, it's kind of an interesting, it literally, it's kind of like, it, I wonder if that was kind of the, come on, you know this isn't real. It's a dream uh-huh. sequence. It's a fantasy sequence. It's a flashback. Well, just, you know, they drove from Monte Carlo to, to the ocean and just crossfade it while they're still driving it. That is a lovely fur. How many, know, I, how many I, animals died? Well, not enough, but uh, I hope <laughs> someday to own one that has uh, more, that more blood. That goes all the way hand. down. Yes. I, would have, I would imagine that at the time, the filmmakers do the same thing that we do today and say, oh, they'll never notice that. They'll never notice a crossfade right. and rear projection. As today, we would. But at the time, they were, you, enha- they were enchanted by the magical moving pictures. And here, they're, just not, they're not as accustomed to seeing as much media. We watch hours and hours and hours of you know, very sophisticated media every day. And here, of course, is where the plot actually really starts. And and by the way, again, a bit of alcohol coming up. They're yeah. like, "Well, that's fucked up. Who wants a drink? Who wants <laughs> a martini? Can someone uh, can someone mix this gin and whiskey? Yeah. I need I need something a little light. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then right. Here. Oh, so uh, body on the table, huh? Yeah, I'll take a double martini. That's yeah. yeah. I am a doctor. So and it's actually it's actually hard to. T- Kind of hard to tell that it's supposed to be the same guy if yeah. we well, haven't been because they have no way to actually make yeah, that work. Yeah. So you know, it's just a b- body double. So, but actually, we um, we make a good. There's a good point to be made, which is that this is why people later on said that Don Siegel guy. He's more than just a schlocky B movie maker person. I mean, you know, because he's like here he is in the mid '50s, and there's these what for then is a pretty seriously it's complicated, yeah, interesting I mean, it's, camera move. You know, and and it's it happens multiple times. You know, this it's, it's uh, you know he he's kind of a, in a sense he's kind of the Spielberg of his of his era. You know, in a sense of like, hey, oh, so he's making movies, but he seems to be he's letting he's the, better than other people at doing that. He's letting the actors like you know walk through the scene as they would, and letting the camera shift according to that, as yeah. opposed to planning the camera and then planning the actors in front of it. Well, they had a guy on their crew that could walk without shaking the camera. What are you going to do? I oh, mean, fucking just. No cuts. Walk. Yeah, and aren't we still in a one at this point? It feels like this has been a one so uh, far. I think it's maybe there was no, one cut. Yeah, they started from the camp, they started from the lamp, and then they tilted down. Yeah. Okay, but they, they, before that, there was a pretty extensive. Uh, that guy is supposed to be a, a mirror image of the other guy, and it's actually not bad. It's not bad. I wonder if he's a twin or something. You see a lot. Of, I mean, there's about a six year period here where really just across globally. You see people really starting to have fun with camera uh, in, in this era of filmmaking. Uh, I talk about it a lot, but um, I'm Cuba, uh, which, oh, was, yeah. which had a lot of really dynamic and sort of interesting camera movements. Uh, Third Man obviously had a lot of the, the intro to Third Man had a lot of brilliant stuff going on, but especially with uh, this, as far as genre and sci-fi goes, this had a lot of precision to the uh, to the camera work that you didn't see in some of the other, even other classic sci-fi like uh, um, This Island Earth or. Uh, uh, Day of the Earth should sell. This has a lot more dynamic camera movement in it. I'll just have some more uh, whiskey I gin. I can't believe that, that having pretentious old French advertising was is st- 
was was just as much you know inle- inle- intellectuals did that then and they still do it now. <laughs> My God, LeBlanc cots and mirror noirs are you know old you know Airte posters or whatever the hell that shit's supposed to be. That's how I decorate my house. Yeah, that and PBR. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's that's I, I relate to that. And deflated. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, so uh, strange body on my table. Um, I'll have a drink. Oh, oh, and then they're going to do the the bleeding gag. That's right. Yeah, which is a cool way to point. Which uh, you don't see it coming. You don't see what's about to happen. You do think it's weird that he cut his hand because he has a pipe, and people with pipes are usually careful. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're the best of us. Yeah, they really are. Pipe smoking atheists. Yeah, um, but not, uh, not a lot in fifties films. That's what I aspire to. Oh, um, I like his the the, the practicing of of this is all right. Just uh, don't get that in your dirt for a year. <laughs> I'm gonna put and put some more alcohol on yourself. Right. Worst case scenario, we'll Thin top out it your off. blood a little more. Come on, where are the leeches? Uh, <laughs> where do you keep the leeches? <laughs> Next to the box of bitters. The only really like I was I was willing to give the the magic bean you know the pass as much as I could. The only sticking point that really hung me up at all was the fact that somehow his pod version knows to generate the cut when he gets it like you know in real time somehow this is the question we were asking last night actually so imagine well, it seems like it's whatever happens to your body right so if if that guy got a tattoo what would happen to the other guy is not the ink but the abrasion so he would end up with some sort of an abrasion on him but it wouldn't get the color right it's not it's not straight up because then again the pod people have makeup they have like the women come out looking like the exact same thing which is makeup and shit like that again you know you you can you can not explain the magic bean, and that's part and parcel of the magic bean thing. I don't think it's clear one way but, or another. I but there's, there's no way to to, right. to nail it down. Are they are they permanently made up then for is that, yeah, like Michael like, Jackson? Yeah, is that yeah. Is, or Tammy Faye? You know, in the in the seventy eight again the seventy eight they they got around that by saying there actually is physical contact and and it, you have to be asleep for the process to be happening. That happens here too. They, yeah. they say you have to be asleep for this one. But they they actually show that the the little tendrils come out and make contact with you, and oh. that's and that's how they trans you know transfer the the essence of because in this the way it seems you. to work is you put a pod near enough to someone and when they go to sleep yeah. that pod which is you know. It's, you know, it has Wi-Fi. It's, it's science fiction, magical beans. You know, I don't understand it. what the range of the Wi-Fi is. Yeah, exactly. Because is there are statute limitations. Is there? Well, like, yeah, I is mean, there a pod the gas station guys put a pair <laughs> in their put a pair in their trunk just because. Oh, we'll get them this way. But I think that assumes that they'll be sleeping in the car because that's where it needed to be. Like if they got out of the car and went in the house where they were going, and the pods were in the trunk. It seems to work more by proximity in this movie. Just yeah, the idea of right. like it's sort of like it'll absorb whoever it was nearby. But who's Which is again kind of a, kind of another communism allegory because they felt yeah. like that's how they felt like the universe, you know, the McCarthy. It's a domino theory. Yeah, and yeah, well, if, we, just, if we let Korea fall, we let no, Vietnam. Fall. I, I was specifically referring to like how in universities, like McCarthyism oh, yeah. was specifically they hated the idea of like oh it's spreading through our universities, which unfortunately you still see a lot of that sort of anti-intellectualism now, just with different ideologies. So. But in, in the sense Harvard that Harvard.edu. <laughs> <laughs> How is that different from Friendster? It's Harvard.edu. But it is in the sense of like if we let it get near us, then it will take it us will over. Contaminate which us, yeah. it really shows a really surprising insecurity in our own it's, ideology. It's a, it's a cynicism towards the populace, is what it is. It's a cynicism towards like the gullibility but it, of the But people. it feels like a, a just a great insecurity in our own, yeah. you know. And it and I think it speaks to this, this subconscious understanding that the People who do believe in the free markets and uh, kind of class warfare to, to, system that, yeah. that that are like you know if if we actually let the workers have rights and a yeah, living wage right. then they're not going to give all of that stuff back. Check, to, the, to check this complete- out, by the way. I just love that you know again yeah. cheap filmmaking is like now now the real guys on the table and some double is in the background. I'm just going to swap out. Yeah, yeah. beautifully done. Uh, to be completely fair, there was I mean we 
sort of we have to put ourselves in the shoes at that time as well to see how quickly Russia and then China fell to communism with the sheer rapidity and the size of those two countries. That's literally like a third of the world within ten years converting to communism. That's true. So I mean, there there is there is a uh, there is a a base for the paranoia, but yeah, just the idea that oh no, my God, Vietnam, the shoebox of the world, like is a is, is gonna <laughs> yeah. you know. I got a mu- about as much education on what communism is as I got about anything else that happened prior to you know. Well, but I, in history class, we learned pretty much about the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. We didn't learn a lot about the Red Scare. So let me clarify something for my own sake here. Sure. Communism is a – is it a type of government or is it a philosophy? It's a philosophy of government. Right? Marxism is the philosophy or, or Leninism is a philosophy. Communism is the – Define communism. It's the, it's the it's, practical application to governments yeah. of that. Uh, communism, nobody has – Private property. Everybody has the same thing, and the state owns it. The state owns it. And communism everything. is the one that has a reputation as being great on paper, but never works. Yeah, works yeah. in theory, but where are you going to get the angels to run it? You know, that's yeah. kind of what it boils down to. But is it, that, is well, that you, consoli- you consolidate a lot of the control into a very small section of the populace? The the uh, American yeah. experiment is the commune. Yeah, um, where it's literally like, well, we all grow the fruit and then we all eat the fruit and that's how it works there's there's like an old russian anthem song and one of the old i've seen a lot of like 50s soviet communist propaganda film for some reason i don't know why uh but literally the songs were like uh let me do my part every day and if i should make a tiny reward i will gladly accept it because i could use it but this is not for me like i mean it's just it's it's everyone has to be on the exact same page in order for communism to work and that that never actually happens most 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 easily explained in the in the novel Animal Farm pretty much <laughs> is the best analogy for Animal it. Farm, yeah, Animal Farm is the really idea is that communism is great, except that you know it, it once it, like any other system, if it's corrupt, then it's corrupt. Yeah. So, right. Now, what is Marxism? Marxism is uh, well, let's see. Marxism is the strict. Marxism is Karl Marx's rights. You know yeah, yeah. the 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 uh, uh, proletariat, the worker class of mm-hmm. the world. Uh, they. They do the real work, and then the privileged upper class, the gentry, the aristocracy, don't actually do anything, but they reap all the rewards. Yeah, that was a so, great dismount. That was, that was a great bit. I mean, he actually, <laughs> obviously, he clearly blew that one. <laughs> yeah. He didn't set the parking <laughs> brake. He's like, car, whoa! He tries to get into the car. He gets out of the car. He just Ooh. kind of... <laughs> also, look at, the, look at the springs on that thing. That car weighs about eight tons. And <laughs> <laughs> the way that thing is bouncing. That thing it, is still bouncing. In the background, it's still bouncing right now. <laughs> but it, the, the, the idea is that the, the proletariat, the worker class of the world... You know, wakes up and says, "Hey, we're the ones doing the work. We should be in charge." And the so workers- Marxism states that everyone that's in power is everyone that's working. Everybody, everybody should be. Everybody has utility, and so everybody's utility should be uh, performed on. But nobody should necessarily benefit from the work that benefits everybody. Nobody should benefit more than like the other person. So, in a communist regime, I guess, who's in control? A dictator? Uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's in a, true communism, no, no one's in control. Yeah, but that's the problem is that, that's it, the issue. That's the issue. You have to have someone to administer it and then those people who administer it tend to have better apartments, tend to have better, um, there's actually an HBO movie about, uh, so, well, I'm doing more than you guys. Right, I'm doing exactly. more than grow the food. I have to like administrate you people. So, so therefore I have a really I nice get an apartment. extra ration of coffee. I'm a communist it. commissioner. Yeah, that's everything's rationed. I, I mean, you, you hear about the bread lines, you hear about the toilet paper lines and how like, you know, how people have to wait in line for hours just to get their rationing of it, which is why it never succeeds but you have to, it's worth noting that both com- both china and russia were coming off of horribly oppressive monarchies or or emperors you know they're yeah. coming so it sounded down. great it sounded great it's like <laughs> what are you kidding no more emperor we're in charge hell yes we should get back to the movie but i have one more on that line what's the difference between communism and socialism uh socialism you still have private property yeah uh, it's it just there's better water goods, goods and services are provided for like all the all the universal goods and services are so provided it's communism for. light 
kind of. Well, communism kind of implies that you do have to participate. Socialism yeah. is kind of like, well, we will take care of everyone regardless of their ability to give back. Exactly. Ah, okay. Exactly. Right on. There's a, there's a safety net that's really like really really high. Like you, yeah. you're only going to fall a foot. Yeah. There's cool lighting in this sequence, yeah. uh, and not, and not the, the worst uh, uh, flame simulation just there with the lighting because often you see a really bad sort of. I'm holding up a light, and then you know yeah. some light will turn on. Yeah, that's pretty well done. The uh, I love the idea here is that we can see it, but he can't. Like we can see the room that he's in, but he can't. That's <laughs> yeah. what's going on with this photography. Actually, there's a there's a word. Oh, look at that! Yeah, it's that's kind of sexy. See, I, I was going to say I don't run away. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to just stay in your basement tonight, I guess. Okay, turn yeah. the lights off. I found a um, pair of boobies here that won't there's, say no. There's actually a more egregious example of that uh, in uh, the 78 version where it's, it's – and it's so, it's so common in movies. Is There's a security guard walking through what is a clearly fully lit room right. with his flashlight and shining his flashlight. And his flashlight makes a little tiny barely lit circle on the extremely brightly lit walls. <laughs> it's like, come on. It, it's – my, my, Don't even bother. It. My, it's like, my, uh, my favorite bad example of that is uh, Bridge of the River Kwai, yeah. where Alec Guinness is it's at night where he's outside, and there are just these hard shadows on everything. <laughs> yeah, it's midnight. Yeah. And Day it's like, wow, is, the yeah. moon is really sparking up tonight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a super moon. It's so many things. It's a uh, you know, it's it's a sophistication of the audience and the filmmakers both. You yeah. know, I was like, eh, I mean, it's it's look, it's dark and blue. That makes it nighttime. He can't wake her up, which seems to indicate that she's really deep in the trance of getting transferred over. He gave her one of her little one of those little, his magical. You feel better now pills. But the idea is that she, the reason she can't wake up isn't that she's already a pod person because she's not. It's a process. It's of, that yeah, she's, she's, she's in the process of. She's being uh, synced. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah, I also love that the this house has uh, I've not seen light switches like this since my grandparents' house. The the push button, the double the push button light switches. Oh cool. Awesome. Very 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 futuristic weren't, at the time. They, good of, period. Good period work there. Weren't a lot of cars back then uh push button ignition as well? Some. Some the, of them, yeah. it, it wasn't it didn't catch on that much, I don't think. But I was I actually wasn't born yet, so it's not like I know that much about it. I have seen I've seen push button uh, shifting though, which yeah, is push button transmission. My mom yeah. told me about that. Yeah. yeah, I've actually seen one example in a very old car, but that was when I was much older. I've seen that in modern electric cars. That there's yeah. that. Well, I'm saying it's, it's, it's finally it's time has finally come. come. Back yeah. These people are still amazingly blasé for finding you know aliens corp- part- corpses of themselves yeah, well, in their own homes. That's part of the oddness of this movie. There's Let's a- go back and check the one on my pool table. Oh damn it! There's a there's a weird <laughs> feeling. Of, I always felt that way about Gremlins too. There's a weird feeling of. Paranoia and oddness, sort of a sort of a bizarro vibe to this film, and a lot of that is intentional. But a lot of it, I think, is incidental. In that, I feel like they're dramatically underreacting to this stuff, which, as a viewer, makes me go, "Should I know something that I don't? Yeah. Why are they yeah. Why are they not fully fucking freaked out by the fact that a clone of him is dead on the pool table?" Yeah. Yeah, and then they're going to sit next to it and kind of like chill. Now, yeah. admittedly, <laughs> it's a good moment when he cuts his hand, and then later the clone has a cut. That's a good holy shit moment. But I feel like there should have been a holy shit moment when they found the clone of him dead on the pool table. Yeah, like, by the way, wh- uh, what do you got there, Bob? That's another Bob. It's Apparently it's well, one of me. It's just uh, our modern, you know, the modern sensibility of you know acting has, has changed over the years. And, it's and, gotten, and screenwriting as well. And, and screenwriting I mean, you know. as well. And it's, it, it, acting itself has gotten you know more real and more nuanced and more uh, uh, simulac- no, that's that's formula. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> so I'm going to try to pull a $10 word, but I'm going to fail, so I'm not even going to try. Simulacrum? Uh, uh, yeah. Ooh, um, nice. Eddie, here's your $10. There you go. Thank you. Um, but it, it's gotten more uh, more grounded and more nuanced, but this is uh, 
pre like Stanislavski and at least the popularization of Stanislavski and Brando and and Paul Newman mm-hmm. and and the rest of them. It's still it's still so, also has a little bit of the you know the the science fiction. Well, it's a science fiction movie, and you don't have to show real behavior in a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. There's still a little <laughs> touch of that here. It's like, oh, wait, if you actually found. A bleeding clone of yourself on your own pool table, you'd lose your shit. Come on. You would. You totally would. I don't care how much you've been drinking. You're going to go, holy shit, I'm calling the cops. Now, now admittedly, they did call their doctor friend, but I I still think they're kind of chronically underreacting. Now, what is going on here? Did the pod person wake up and leave? No. Are they imagining the pod person? No. So where'd the pod person go? No. Well, because they disconnected, it disappeared, right? Or or, or is the cop in on it and he hustled it out? Ah. Or, yeah, actually... The 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 seventy eight movie is a little more explicit. Where yeah. that is, is the seventy eight movie also implies that the first people they got were all the garbage men, because <laughs> because, because garbage collectors are constantly like, boy, there's always garbage trucks on the street, you know, taking away these like dusty husks of, of something. Right. You know, it's like there's always garbage trucks in the seventy eight version. And so the idea is that they're they're the ones who are distributing pods and pulling away husks of of the leftover humans. So. Another um, idea. This one I think was implied. Cool. This is implied here. I think that uh, you know that there are enough pod people where they're now kind of like, oh, you know, this one got blown, so we'll right. go hustle her back out of the basement. In, in terms of uh, them underacting, there was a movie that the guys at MST3K did. I forget which one it was, but essentially, uh, you know, horrible uh, alien invasion. You know, things are really bad. Things are happening. They, the the team of scientists and the people who are involved in this. They figure it out, they solve it, and they're like, "Oh, we just need three hours for this thing to incubate." Cool, let's go see a movie. Like, and they <laughs> literally, away from they it. literally go and see a movie, and sure, sure, right as rain, of course, something goes wrong while they're seeing the damn movie. It's sure. like you're odd, shocking. You're, you're very breezy for this whole situation. Finally, here's a guy who's reacting correctly. Well, I brought a gun. I don't know. I'm just call me crazy, but I brought a shot. <laughs> this guy. Hey, everybody, how you doing? I got my pistol in your window. Dramatically underreact the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic underreaction the motion picture. In terms of writing, similar to what uh, uh, Brian was saying a second ago, I mean, we are, we, like I said, this this movie is, we're in this sort of phasing transition. We're actually exiting the age and the era of writer's rooms, where guys literally show up for eight hours a day in suit and ties and sit at a typewriter, and there's 20 of them in a room, and they're like, okay, we need a picture of the cat and an alien, and it has to star none, go. And by the end of the week, you have a movie. You have Flavor of Love. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I know, he worked on it, Flavor yeah. of Love. It was, so, it was but, a joke, uh, but, uh, Flavor yeah. of Love had a cat and an alien. And so. Sure. Uh, but no, so we're, we're sort of in this transition or, tra- to, to where we're getting down to like you know single authorship. This cop is, a real, is doing a really bad job. He's clearly not a real policeman because <laughs> no, he's got his finger on the he's trigger. He's got some bad gun handling yeah, technique. He's, he's like, the safety's off, it's fully loaded. A gun shouldn't be a, a prop in your conversation right, yeah. right a cigarette is a prop in conversation a gun you don't yeah. like gesture at the over here ah! he's, he's really well, he's really second only to the guy in uh, plan nine from outer space who actually itches his face with the barrel of his gun with the finger on the trigger well that's that's chekhov's like other rules that if there's a gun <laughs> in the mantelpiece in the first act you have to wave it mishappingly uh yeah. by the second act really. that, yeah I, I think that's how that works yeah. but, not, act, but not before you lock and load right <laughs> right you have to lock and load and you have to cock it's up like that, a revolver. You, ha- you have to you have to pump action a weapon that doesn't need a pump action so is the idea okay? He brought her back to his house. She slept it off in his rent in his room. But they're having a little like pillow talk moment here. She's making a little breakfast there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. a little. And it, did you used she, to? It's not cereal. She's making eggs. How do you like eggs, eggs? Juice and her her breakfast cigarette. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. God, those were the days. Yeah. See, this is the idea here. Is the you know? Hey, what are you no, doing that, in the basement? The the meter guy is Sam Peckinpah. That's that's that correct. That's Sam Peckinpah. Sam Peckinpah. Before he yeah. blew, or Kevin Baker. Before he made the Wild Bunch blow half of Texas away. Yeah, 
So him, you know, him, him, Don Siegel's are you know their buddies, and he's like making schlocky movies together, and then becoming auteurs ten years want, later. If you ever want to see a really great, <laughs> talk to John Waters about that. It's the same way. Yeah, if you ever want to see a really great documentary about movies, but it, they spend a lot of time on Sam Peckinpah, uh, Z Channel, the Magnificent oh, Magnificent Obsession, Obsession sure, yeah. loved by uh, by uh, great great Zan uh, And I I'm old enough to remember Z Channel when it was actually on in Los Angeles. I did too. So it was, uh, and I at a young it was really age, the first cable station I watched. I think you know, I, here I, in LA, yeah. I, I mean, it was the only cable station for a lot of places. Exactly. Well, I lived. A, I lived. A, I moved around a lot as a kid, but my grandma lived in Tahunga, which had Z Channel, and uh, that. I mean, it was kind of spectacular. But Sam Peckinpah made that movie covers a lot of Peckinpah's career. This is another thing I like about these older movies because this is clearly you know it's, it's first thing in the morning and everybody's all you know, <laughs> quaffed and yeah. you know, even the Bell girl who's tucked that, in gig lines all set. Yeah. Even, well, even the girl who's she, that's not even her place. Am I correct? Right. She's, yeah. she's, she's making been, breakfast and, and she she's she doesn't it, presumably she didn't grab her. She just put on Kevin McCarthy's yeah. blouse and she just made a full and breakfast and there's and not a dish in sight. Like there's not <laughs> yeah. a dirty pan. Yeah, it was a simpler time. It was, simpler it was time. There's, yeah, a, there was a lot of good going on in the you 50s. You made breakfast also, by telepathy. Also, we had no black people. I mean, it was really, there was some there was some pluses. There was some pluses. Isn't there a thing about wearing I mean, hats? You know, we didn't men have, in hats. We didn't have, the bad, be- we didn't have the bad black people like we have now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, We had wow. the invisible ones that just did yard work and, and get, lifted things. You can only push a joke so far before it actually inverts on itself and becomes like <laughs> yeah, because it, it was so It was so, yeah, it was so, you know. Acceptable, the first version. I do. I <laughs> is, is there a thing about hats where they have to be the same color as the jacket, or is that a different thing? I don't know, because it seems like, like a yeah, gray, a gray the, jacket with a black hat is a little severe. Well, and then you have to match the socks as well, and the and the shoes. Yeah. Oh, you do the belt. Yeah, I don't the do belt, that. The, the whole outfit. Yeah. At least that's that, what. My, at least I don't know how that says. works in a regular suit, let alone throw in like a vest and a hat and all that. So, what is the? Is there any amount of and the handkerchief? We, we've talked about how they may have not intended to do a subtextual statement with this film but they clearly did if not only if not just because they were afraid of that shit and they wrote a movie with the fears that they had and you get something that looks an awful like a shadow of subtext what in 56 it would be all of it it would be mccarthyism and communism people being i mean that's what the blacklist was are you have you ever been a communist party thing that's this is a communist scare movie that they didn't know they were making. It, this, well, I, I think there's a degree of just f- finding out that you are something that you are, or people around you are something different than it. it it's it, it speaks to the fear of change as well. Just I mean, as a general, yeah, the fear of the outside of the unknown and yeah. infiltrating the, the idea of infection. I mean, think of it like that: the idea that this thing can infect you and then make you different or take you over an outside power. That's I mean, that's how people viewed communist ideology at the time. Well, as we as, as we said way back when we did the commentary for the fly, you know, so the yeah. original fly was kind of like schlocky B movie, like oh, technology is bad, don't mess with God's creation. the The '80s version was much more was an AIDS movie. Yeah, it's was about, about AIDS. you right. know, yeah, it's about oh, your body's going to be taken over by things that infiltrate your body. And How do you feel about these uh, these this deforming, distrent, like distending puppets there? Huh? I, they're actually they're kind of shocking. There's the they're kind of shockingly good. There's the there's a one shot here coming up where the the one kind of like like flops out, blowing, but. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that's feed it's me. like they're blow up dolls and they're just pumping yeah. air into them or feed something. Feed me. I, the, I really like the the web work on the feed the seventy eight version. Like oh yeah, the, 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 yeah. they make it very neural and sort of you know I like that. There's a there's a uh, weird... yeah. See that's kind of like that's not bad. I mean for, it, for, it for the like average a, you know it looks like a water bladder effect. type. thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what God. it is. 
for the but for the uh, for the average compared to the average like 1956 era <laughs> practical visual effect, you know, practical pretty, visual effect. That's pretty sophisticated stuff, and it's pretty terrifying. Like it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of unnerving. There's a kind of forgotten uh, late 90s sci-fi film called Existence, uh, directed by David Cronenberg, and uh, it's about a virtual reality game that plugs in directly to your brainstem. Like you have to actually have a, a jack implant put in your head. Totally and, ripped off surrogates. Well, no, but the <laughs> but the. Oh, yeah. uh, the interface for it was like this it fleshy looking sort of yeah. like bleh. and it was just sort of like really um is that is that is that people would actually market that like that would it's like that onion article it's an awesome game it's worth it that recent onion article about how uh i uh apple's new um uh, laptop is completely disgusting because it's made of flesh. Like it was just like a bad. It was just like we wanted to make it closer to the human experience, and so it, you have to shave it every three days. So <laughs> your laptop is now a huge tamagotchi. Oh my yeah. god! Like the the camera on the lid is an actual eyeball. Does she literally have little sequins under her eyes? What's going on under her right eye? It's like she's got little sparklies Sparkles. or something. Wow, Trey! I, I looked. Wow, up, I looked at all the uh, special effects guys. There's two listed special effects guys: Milt Rice and Don Post. Yeah, uh, Don, Don Post, Post has done a few things. Don Post, uh, but. Milt Rice has done a million things, yeah. up to and including Damnation Alley. There you go, <laughs> Damnation Alley, <laughs> best movie ever made. It's the other the other Fox movie from 1977. I forget what the other one was they made that year, but um, that was that was the big Fox movie from 77. Damnation Alley was the one with the special effects, though. Oh yeah. The other one, I can't. They would, no, wouldn't have been that. Now what what other what other movies there? Help me out here. Have you there? There've got there's got to be a number of other stories that use this, uh, if not necessarily replacing people exactly like this, but uh, like if someone came into your house and moved your furniture, type movies. <laughs> well, like like <laughs> wait, I've got a great idea. Like playing playing off the idea of you know pe- people around you aren't what what invasion you think of they the are. chase movers. Uh, well, the Matrix does that with agents, sort of. Matrix, yeah, but that's not really a part of the I mean, plot. It, it, it's just it, something that happens in the movie. I'm just, I'm just wondering if this is the sort of thing that we we do we we do see more of, um, and and this might have been the like the, the the first time that we've seen it. It's it's funny how this this movie kind of owns that. It's um, it's it's every, any movie I can think of that did this was a remake of I mean, this can, movie. I'm trying to think of what other I can I, like I can think of another sort of a, a, a way that this is being used now. Uh, and this is. The, the the latest uh, in the Star Wars extended universe, the, uh, the the Fate of the Jedi series, which is uh, which is out right Nerd! now. Yeah, I'm what? gonna go there. But um, b- basically, at what point what 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 happens is certain certain Jedi are are they suddenly just snap and they think that nobody or everybody around them has been replaced. Nobody is who they well, say. That's they an actual are. illness. I'll look it up, but that's an actual thing that people get sometimes. Yeah. Well, it, it's a plot. It's a plot series. It happened in it's Inception. A plot, yeah, it's a plot in the book. Uh, this is where the books, but this is where it gets pretty gnarly here. Like, wait, what? What? Where's this movie going? What are you going to do? What are you going to do exactly? What are you going to do with that pitchfork exactly? There, are, we kind of forget. I mean, there are movies in the, from the fifties and sixties that get surprisingly dark for the time. Yeah. Um, the equivalent scene in the seventy-eight version is pretty ghastly too. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty shocking. Uh, I actually, um, well. Weird place to reference it, but the uh, director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven, the oh, wow. the yeah. large um, whole subplot that they cut out of that to get the theatrical version, culminates with an act that you're sort of like, oh my god, really? Like it's you know, not to spoil it, but like you watch it and it adds it it completely fills in the sense of uh, Ava Green's character for the rest of that movie. It's uh-huh. it's uh, pretty pretty interesting. I really want to see that. Whatever, because I I kind of enjoyed the 
release version. The the new version or the director's cut is uh, talk about just like adding a whole other extra storyline to the film that makes everything make more sense. So, but no, it's a, yeah. The I mean, there were there's a lot of just implied darkness. It's it's kind of why like my favorite uh, Jimmy Stewart role ever is Vertigo because he was such a nice guy and was like considered to be such a nice protagonist he was like the tom hanks of his day in a lot of ways but vertigo and even uh rope he has uh he these characters that have a really dark sinister sort of unnerving edge uh he's not a good man in vertigo like he, here we go he, he's not that great a guy it's in, called rear, the, uh, in rear window no but he's, at least he's kind of like funny and sympathetic and like you know, kind of hang out with him vertigo he just gets creepy it's called the capgrass or capgras delusion c-a-p-g-r-a-s one affected with this delusion tends to believe that a close relative, spouse, or friend is replaced by an imposter or toppleganger who resembles the actual person. This rare mental disorder is classified as a delusional misidentification syndrome. It is specified as a class of delusion with, uh, delusional benefits, which includes misidentification of objects, places, or even people. It manifests as three forms, acute, transient, or chronic. That right. sounds bad. This, so this would be the chronic version. Yeah. Because it's just been a couple of days worth. Yeah. Reefer well, Madness. Not, like, what I was talking yeah, see, about, is, they literally think everybody, everybody, not just the yeah. people that they have interactions with, but that Everybody around them has been replaced. Okay, brace yourself. No boo. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do the they do the same thing in uh, this this scene is played out. <laughs> hey, whoa! Hey, audience screams. Great cut. Great, great cut. Yeah. The uh, oh, it's it's, it's it's the phone rings. Doesn't it go to like the ring and the phone is ringing? It's like the it's the cat scream. The she has like a the cat porcelain scream. face. Or there's she really is. She's she's a pod perfect. person. Yeah, that's a lot of. Men. That's how we know she's a pod person. I, that's the thing I wonder about. Did people use, really used to look like that back then, or is that just a lot of makeup? It's a movie, yeah. so probably a lot of makeup. It's a pretty heavy pancake, yeah, but, uh, you know, she's still got good bones, good bone structure. But the um, th- that that scene, that little scene there is, is almost exactly played out the same way in the 78, where he's like, he, he can't destroy her version, but he can kill his own version. He's like, I can't, he just can't bring himself to, to hack up the, the version that looks like her. Well, and that is why you could fail. You? <laughs> that is why you fail. I don't know if I could do the one that looks like There we go, 23 cents. Yeah, there you go, 23 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Which went up to all of like seventy eight by the time of Die Hard. You know, it's like wow. what, what was that? What was the Die Hard uh, gas price like? A, like a dollar twenty or something? Yeah, dollar twenty. <laughs> so. Lubrication, everybody. Lubrication. Just yeah. so you know, there's lubrication there. So this is where we go for lubrication. I remember when I saw this movie at one of the screenings in college, we all laughed at the gas prices then, and of course, you know, because the gas prices at the time were an exorbitant dollar. You know, here in the world of what are we at? Four dollars now. Hitting four dollars, flirting with it, three seventy. Yeah, yeah. I got. Furthest back I can remember is one ninety nine. The uh, a couple years ago when gas prices were really high in the summer uh, in Beverly Hills, there was gas prices in the fives. Well, but yeah. see, the rich should pay more than their yeah. share. That's because I'm a socialist. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy, scary. Wow. A flat tax should not favor the uh, Prius drivers. Yes. Yes. I like all the uh, the skylighting that's going on in this movie. A lot of the time you see that all back- the time, though. I mean, it's like there's still the mysterious one gigantic light source just the just 8K out of the just blaring yeah. into the sky, <laughs> looking for Batman. Yeah, that process shot kind of worked. All right, what does two X thirty seven seven ninety six mean? <laughs> Internet, go. <laughs> it seems like it's <laughs> that's what Luke punches into the yeah. It's now watch this. He <laughs> lights these are so flammable. These things these are extremely flammable. And you would think yeah. his hands are now covered with that material. And now his hands would catch fire too. Watch him go. They just light the Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit balls! <coughs> that's really exposing that film too. Well, that's because that's you know, that's leaded gasoline they were using back. Mm-hmm. Just place. go, <laughs> <laughs> and you get a giant piece of popcorn. It was yeah. cheap though. I like my gasoline flammable. Podcorn. 
In America. <laughs> there you oh. go. Wow, wow. Hey, I think they're on Russell Avenue. Meh. Is this the back lot or is this an actual town? This looks like a real city. This, yeah. um, I mean, it, it's this is. It was shot. It was shot in like a small town, or at least part of it was shot in a small town, like literally Santa Mira or or whatever. It's. I think it's Santa Mira is an invented city, though. Yeah, but Santa Mira is absolutely invented. But, the, it, but it's it, plausible. Is, it, is, it is some real small town, you know, because like the lighthouse and everything is an iconic. I don't know what town it is, but I'm sure the information is available. But right. a lot of this looks like just plain old L.A. too. A lot of yeah. this looks very L.A. I it mean, looks almost know. like Eagle Rock. I mean, is, isn't this the or... house that Eric Stoltz lived in in Pulp Fiction right here? <laughs> <laughs> don't bring no pod bitch to my house. Prank caller, prank caller. Don't bring no alien out by my yeah. house. I think I, I think I own that chair. <laughs> I think they actually own that exact chair. I really would have liked to have seen um, if the pods actually grew their clones in the trunk and they just never chose to look in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> tap, 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 These tap, have been tap. here the There's entire time. In there. I got to talk to my car dealer about this. <laughs> so, okay, who brought the pod? I did. Whose is this? They're so nonchalant. Well, because they're pod people, but yeah. I'm yeah. sure they're talking about a baby. In yeah, it's thing. like they're carrying a baby around. Like, okay. You Quiet, just... you'll wake the pod. <laughs> time to change the pod. That's a very well-behaved pod, I gotta say. Yeah, that, he's uh, see. Oh, look, he's striking. He's he's hitting policemen now. There's, That's I, not I, good. I, I'm just there, and there's also a visible line of demarcation of fight choreography in this time because basically he hit him with the shoulder gestures. <laughs> yeah, uh, he hit him with intention. Hit him with the shoulder, and yeah. then it makes a gunshot sound. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like uh, the same as the tire blowout sound. Right, yeah. but he's a really liberal guy because he slid into the passenger seat and let the girl do the the yeah getaway like scene. a fucking commie. They yeah. can drive. <laughs> yeah. They can dri- they can't even vote, right? Yeah. yeah. We're talking about Muslims, right? <laughs> <laughs> Muslim hot dogs. Well, uh, uh, but the whole the whole red scare, I mean, and then of course, you know, it continued well into my lifetime, you know, we were, you know, duck and cover. I was from that generation, but it so much of it comes from ignorance. It's like, communists, they don't want to be communists. What is a communist exactly? I don't know, but they're terrible and we don't want to be one. And it's, you know, it's it's weird how nowadays there's we still have that with, you know, Muslims, they're evil. Oh, Why yeah. exactly? cuz they are, aren't they? What's so evil about them? They do. They're all Muslim. They're all Muslimy. Kind of the same thing with yeah. how people say socialists. Or yeah, 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 no clue. Well, it's, uh, I mean, I, I grew up sort of at the tail end of the Cold War, which generated a lot, a lot of awesome '80s anti-communism movies like yeah. Iron Eagle and Rambo Two. And, <laughs> oh, I sure. love there Iron Eagle. One, yeah, there, there, was, is, there was still the the Universal bad guy. The absolute best one though is it was starring Dolph Lundgren as a as a Russian who like fights. Islamic terror, written by Jack Abramoff. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of a little known fact is that he actually worked in Hollywood for a bit before he became the Uber lobbyist and whatever he became. Oh, the yeah, I saw that the yeah the, that like, documentary. All exactly, the- and he was and yeah, and he's, and he's obsessed with uh, weightlifting. So of course, the big stunt in the movie is I literally think it's um it's it's Dolph Lundgren squatting a truck out of a ditch, yes. which ends up saving the movie. <laughs> yes. And, and like just deadlifting. It's like Whoa. the big two minute bill of da, da, da. You, can get a, you can get a 57 Chevy for 650 bucks. Holy shit. I need I'm, t- I'm going, I'm going I like this little gag where he puts the yeah. thing on there. So it's like, Oh, they're not looking for one. That's See, I thought he was going to steal the other car. Yeah. That way. But yeah. with the pods, it's like an extra 50 bucks. I'd think it's like, you get yeah. a lot of, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of value added. That's but oh, I'm sorry. Communism. That's Does it have dual pods? Dual uh, pods. Yeah. It's got dual, <laughs> dual pods, pods in the trunk. Yeah. Wow. Side impact pods. Yeah. <laughs> Power yeah. pods. The weird yeah. thing about this part is like, okay, he's going back to his office to get something? Question mark. Yeah, that part I was kind of confused. Me I as mean, well. like, so a lot of the shoe leather kind of like. It, 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 I'm, I'm not sure what they're re- going for, but they're in a hurry, and it's like it's. I mean, the weird thing is like in in his monologue, he's like, "Oh, he didn't know who to trust, so I went to Nancy's house," and it's like, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like the first thing. I mean, I mean, today here's me in this situation. I'm out of town. 
I'm on the highway. I'm, g- I'm going <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get as far away as you can. I'm going to go away yeah. from the one town that I know the pods are in, and right. I'm going to move to another town. I'm going to call yeah. the guys who put E.T. in a big plastic bubble and get them out here to tube yeah. my entire town uh, and make all those sweet tunnels to travel around in. I that so I'm a little confused by their yeah, so he, they go right there just before they arrive to look for them because that's the first place you would look so right but they, uh, uh, yeah I know I, it's my unfortunately my memory's so hazy it's like there is some reason they came here but I forget you know maybe they'll justify it for us isn't doesn't he doesn't he like stab them with hypodermics coming up yeah he does but you know. I mean is is that <laughs> that's we'll go not, to my place. so we'll go I can my, attack the ones I've got needles in my house uh, my office yeah. we'll get those that became a big thing in the faculty which was like the 99 Robert Rodriguez sort of take on this oh, uh, yeah. but yeah it basically comes down to the local drug dealer kind of finds a compound and since he's got hypodermics he's kind of kicking oh around. this is here he's doing you it know. now actually you know what it is is, is he's oh, taking oh, drugs to keep them awake yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. keep them up can't 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 sleep it's not like nowadays where you can go in and grab a, uh, a six pack of Red Bull and yeah. exactly. uh, you know stay five away, hour energy no dose you will never pot up oh, on that stuff in yeah. every gas station. How do you what? think down in front is made, people? Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Flying in here last night on uh, on Virgin, you can you can call up on the menu and get free five hour energies. The guy sitting next to me got like four of them and just stashed <laughs> oh, them. He's Jesus. like, these things are five bucks a pop or something like that. <laughs> I'm them. Yeah, you just don't want him to drink it while sitting next to you during a five hour flight. <laughs> no. they're, just vi- yeah. they're just vibrating out of like our plane of reality. Like, can't this, can't this plane go any faster? Yeah. You can actually pass your arms <laughs> through them because they're phasing so much. <laughs> he actually phase shifted. are all vibrating. Next thing you know, he was outside the plane. He's We're going to have to third, throw that later. He's in the third and a half dimension. <laughs> I was sitting next to Buckaroo Banzai all the way over. He's actually traveling faster <laughs> and now, than the plane. Look, look, they're getting all like, you know, I actually, though... Uh, Seriously though, I've always loved you. <laughs> Might as well. Oh my, he went for it. That was like yeah, a, yeah, that was a Daniel out. Larusso kiss. You know I'm, yeah, he went full Larusso on. I'm We're wired. gonna have to stay up been up all, all night. The night. Uh, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna spend some time? Let's uh, hang out, smoke cigarettes. Let me pat you on the shoulder and the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you avoid pod problems. <laughs> <laughs> the popular like, what's happening now? Do not compute. Yeah. So this is really cool coming up. I mean, we're not quite there yet, but this is like my favorite part of the movie is when it's, it looks like business as usual, and then the bus pulls up and the car drives yeah. away, and then everyone just starts yeah. moving together yeah. to the yeah. middle of this place. I just realized she looks it's so creepy. She looks a lot like uh, uh, Rooney Mara from uh, she Social does. Network she and does. the upcoming Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh. There's a bit of a, a bit of a uh, yeah. just the eyes and the mouth. Actually. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's a pod person. Yeah. <laughs> This is pretty good. They were thinking this far. I mean, it's like, yeah, how do you deal with people who are just sort of coming in and out of town, yeah. I guess? Hi, we can just uh, come with us to the police station. No, no, no. That's how we greet everyone. Yeah. Here, <laughs> jump in the back of the squad car. Yeah. Don't mind that. I'm not an alien. Don't worry about it. And the scary phone ring. Ring. Doctor. <laughs> I just don't trust streets that are Y-shaped like that. Just, <laughs> it's the triangle. It's the triangle street. That's I hate. I hate turnabouts. I don't know how they do. Oh my god! Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you kind of go. So creepy. Oh, if this was tilt shifted, it would look extra creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it would just be this weird stop motiony miniature like. Well, actually, you know this. This has the same construction as uh, you know. It's as a vampire movie in that yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all you know, it's just not quite the straight, straight one to one transference of the problem. But right. uh, but uh, Stephen, you know, Stephen King's uh, Salem's Lot. Uh, I always thought it was such a great thing because it really took the the vampire thing to its logical conclusion. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you buy into the whole thing that a, that a vampire bites someone and they become a vampire, 
why aren't we up to our asses in vampires? Like a right. hundred years ago, a thousand yeah, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephen King actually Salem's Lot is about that. It's, it's about a whole town that you know by like you know the end of the week there's only five humans left and everyone else right. is a freaking vampire. So this just takes that exponential thing. It's like yeah, we're just going to keep expanding. So how long would it take them to take over the entire world? Isn't that the premise of that movie with Sam Neill? That came out a little bit ago. It's just the whole world is vampires, and it's like an epidemic. Because oh, they, uh, uh, you know, uh, yes, daylight, day, daywalkers, or daywalkers, or something, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with Ethan, Ethan I Hawk. saw the trailer, and I was yeah. like, oh, "That's interesting." Yeah, no, and and when that therefore cause a food crisis, exactly. Yeah, 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 precisely. And uh, they they deal with that in uh, which one, I mean, and I, one of the Blade movies kind of deals with that too. Blade, like, Blade movies they talk about yeah. that, and and uh, um, there's another one that in uh, Angel, like Angel, they obviously take over Wolfram and Hart. They're a an, an law, a whole law firm that is of not necessarily vampires, but just extra. Weird weird paranormal shit so it's a pretty good way to give some exposition as far as just sort of some of the logistics of how this infection is working with uh bringing in the trucks and loading up the cars and everyone goes out to their distribution point <laughs> yeah. very machine-like very clockwork very efficient just like just like the russians man <laughs> i know right oh yeah they're so efficient at their food tilling and you know, I suppose it's possible to you know to have made a whole because I, I guess I've had that experience too where I've made a whole movie or made a whole project and kind of at the end kind of go oh that whole thing was a whole allegory for blah you know that was like <laughs> I just told the story of that blah. was unintentional you know so hey guys oh, gotcha everything's cool come on I'm Sam Peckinpah ladies and gentlemen that's right uh, that's he had Sam, such a subtle did you, he had such a subtle smirk on he's yeah. just kind of like gotcha come on daddy oh you want to be a hep cat don't you. <laughs> You want to swing with the wild ones? Come on. Going to go to Vegas and eat scrambled eggs off the chest of a hooker with, <laughs> with Frank, because he's a pod now, too. So you rule when you're a pod. <laughs> That's right. It's all hookers and scrambled eggs all the time. All the time. Your okay, lady friend already, mean, already scrambles a mean egg. Am I right? Yeah. Let's do it. Should make a great pod person. Pad swing wheels gig jazz. Out of the scrambled eggs pops out another hooker. <laughs> and out of that egg, that egg is a pod, and another hooker comes out of it. It's like an all the way series. down, all the way down. Hooker, so which came hookers first, all the way down. And, and this is just this is just a few of the great things that happen when you too become a pod person. So come on, get on board, come in for the winning team. Come on, log on to yeah. So this is this is the whole and you know this is the whole pitch is literally it's like no no it's going to be cool and pretty much you'll still be you and. Just won't have all those tiresome feelings all the time. It's it's weird because a lot of the anti-communist propaganda, especially, manifests itself in sort of the uh, the Lucifer myth, you know, in the in the idea that it's he's not the devil isn't like this big evil guy. He's this charmer. He's this guy who comes over and like mm-hmm. tries, tries to make the soft sell because uh, he wants you to do it voluntarily, which is not how communism like ever worked. Communism always took over via revolution. Like that was yeah. just sort of the. Uh, but, but you see, you could also spin this, uh, you know, and this is the kind of terrible thing that film school does to a person. You could also totally spin this in a different direction. This whole movie is an indictment of the pharmaceutical industry. And oh. isn't it ironic that he, the dispenser of uppers and downers to everyone in town, <laughs> is now being told, no, no, join with us. You'll never have to feel anything. Feelings are a thing of the past. Uh-huh. Feelings are useless. Right. You won't feel joy or sadness or fear. You'll just be a, just be a zombie who just lives your life. You know, so that's what this movie is about. Fuck McCarthyism. I don't know where you guys are getting all that from. Right. This movie is about <laughs> it's an indictment of the pharmaceutical industry. I remember getting into a uh, theological debate with somebody once, and they said, um, "Well, you know, I'm not Buddhist because Buddhists say, you know, to do away with your feelings." And I'm like, "No, that's not at all <laughs> what? what it ever says. Uh, the idea is that you don't you don't entertain your feelings. You feel them, you experience them, and then you let them pass. You don't." You don't keep them with you, and you don't you don't go searching trying to manifest them at will either. It's something that happens, you feel it, you let it go. Um, but there, there, 
someone actually tried to theorize, and that's why China converted to communism so quickly because they were used to it with Buddhism. Well, actually, if you look at it, communism and Buddhism fought quite a bit. Like the, yeah. the, they were, at, they still are after the Dalai Lama. You know, for they for good reason because he's a terror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now he's dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous for some reason. He's got to be stopped. Yeah, Publishing books and inspiring speeches, floating, Twitter. floating Twitter. over the. Oh. <laughs> Floating a foot in the air. Yeah. Thank, thank God the pods are gone. I want to kiss you. I don't know. Let's just make out. Let's figure Let's it out. Let's totally make out right Let's now. Let's make out. All right. Okay. Uh, this might be the last uh, thing we do. Let's make it count. Writer's block. Kiss. <laughs> make out. Let's do it again. <laughs> and then they kiss some more. I find his acting when he in that moment a little more sincere just because when he's doing his I'm passionate, it's more like the I'm drugged up on shit <laughs> yeah, I can't call it. Yeah. It's nervous <laughs> energy. It's like, so high on speed right <laughs> he's now. He's like a tweaker right now. It's like watching yeah. Rush. <laughs> The movie, not the yeah, this is This is a tactical error on, whenever, whenever on the pod's people, part. Wait, I've got knives. It yeah, just that's like, like, oh, like yeah. you, sit, you sit here in the room full of all kinds of mind-altering chemicals and scalpels and hypodermics, and we'll come right back in about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> you just have a few minutes to yourselves. Make a Rube Goldberg machine that launches scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> scalpels full of d- barbiturates that will then activate the hypodermic. I'll play lots of Megadeth while this happens. <laughs> Make the perfect soundtrack for it. And then it'll break the window, and then it'll release gas into the room. <laughs> this is a long shot. It's still a wonder from yeah, back in there, a yeah. uh, little emotional moment. There's a lot of these. But such like, I mean, look how steady that damn shot is. Like, that's uh, for a handy. It's like, quite that's, fantastic. That's really, really good. <laughs> Are you well, sure, though? Cause it I, think could it, be... I think it might be just an infinite yeah. sort of pan, or, or, or maybe there's a little sneaky dolly. But it may up. be like, you know, there's how no dolly. They... At best, it's a swivel head. Like. Yeah. But well, I think it could be like one of the things like they shot TV with or still do where it's like a tripod with wheels on the bottom. So it kind of just you can skate it around. Like but, but there's actual yeah. elevation changes. Like he's actually he's, he's, he's not just trucking and panning. He's actually lowering. And like it's mm-hmm. it's it's not uh, that that setup that you're talking about wasn't actually invented to the 60s. Really? Like, yeah. Right. So this well, is good times. There's a there's a shot coming after they escape where they're, they're they are running up a staircase and they're and it's. The, the, so the, the camera, the yeah. cameraman is is running in front of them, and, so, and it's. It, I don't think they had the Steadicam at this point. No, Steadicam is uh, late seventies, uh, mid seventies like, was invented. That's that's how, your your shoulder is that. the Steadicam there. Yeah, I but a good camera operator can do some pretty amazing things. Well, yeah, again, which is why I bring up. Um, um, People always debate, like, oh, the third man had better camera moves than I am Cuba. It's like, well, yeah, okay, but <laughs> I am Cuba. They were using box hand crank sixteens. While walking in and out of pools and up elevators on the side of buildings, yeah. so it's like yes, Touch of Evil may have had, uh, or, yeah, I'm sorry, Touch of Evil may have had slightly better camera movements, but the, the sheer amount of shit they did on on box hand crankers in Cuba uh, is 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 way better in my mind. He's pretty effective here when he comes out. Like, I was, I was, I was like, yeah, he comes in for yeah. the kill, man. Bam! Bam! Right Double right, kidney shot right, right in the, the kidneys. Yeah, in the kidneys <laughs> again. again. That's got to be the most effective spot. He just starts from, like, his hands up top. He doesn't doesn't even need to have anything in those hypos. I mean, he basically just just stabbed him in the the kidney. But here's the thing, though. If you sit somebody in the kidney with a hypodermic needle... By basic physiology, wouldn't that be the slowest possible way to get something? To <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, kidney shot. Wow, I'm going to sit Does down it, for a sec. Ow. In 20 minutes, I'm sure I'll feel this. Wouldn't like... <laughs> Let me slowly bleed to death. Hold wouldn't, on. Wouldn't like, I don't know, any of the arteries heading for the heart be a better choice? <laughs> in the neck, perhaps. This is actually pretty good. You know, she helped n- take out that cop. Like, I- I'm yeah. used to in the older movies, the chick's just like, oh, I got it, I got it, in the no, corner with her hands with him, by her man, head. Because know? they are fighting communism. I mean, pods. Yes, yes. 
those cot. Oh, now defeated by the tiny little padlock. <laughs> da damn it! You How just, do we break that? You, <laughs> just stabbed, you just stabbed two bitches in the kidney. <laughs> yeah. Curse and, you, Master Lock. And yet that that tiny tiny lock on a tiny <laughs> yeah. on a tinier hinge. Shit, we're that hinge, that looked like something you could kick in. And, Although and, they did they did yeah. go to the trouble to make that be a pretty hefty metal door. Oh yeah. So you know it's that's kind of a hard to punch one. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, there should be a sliding scale of punchable doors. Um, the, of, of this one you can actually bust through, and this one don't even try. And the door in Tron that they go into to get into the building—that's yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like they're actually parts of the wall. Just act normal. One thing I always really liked about this movie is that, um, and it's it's by design, but just how just the shift from like. You know, like what we just had a big chase and fight, and then mm-hmm. to this, like these moments of. She's breath. doing a good job. She's doing a great job. They have she to add tension until yeah, she mannequin. ends everything. Yeah, well, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's she does fuck it all up. She kind of, yeah, she kind of messes bitch. it up. Dumb bitch. Because as movies of the fifties establish, <gasps> women will always undo it. God damn it! And it's not like she just goes, oh, uh, she's like, no, look out, dog! And he's only like, huh? I'm not of... a human. I mean, <laughs> the uh, cops like uh, hmm, suspicious. I'm going to go check this out. The other funny thing about the sort of emotion with all of this is like, you know, they talk about how you're just you're just emotionless, but the, these guys seem to have a lot of emotion about catching people and being angry at these guys who are going to get right. away. We got to get those fuckers. They're not exactly devoid. Of it's emotion. it's it's not it's not consistent. They're not walking around like a Vulcan. There's there's a number of inconsistencies that that bother me, mostly at the end though. With the with the I mean yeah the the ending well, just, is, is just her really no, oh no I I, I agree I, I which is weird because this is I mean it's one of the weird and we talked about this earlier but it's one of the weird things where the the remake actually improves quite a bit on um, I can see how it could I haven't yeah. seen it but I, I can imagine it's just I mean there's also performances Leonard Nimoy does a great job in that movie and uh, and which brings me again like uh, that's it's always sad to me that Nimoy never got more outside of uh trek work you know it took mm-hmm, him uh, it mm-hmm. took him until fringe to do like his most <laughs> exciting non-trek work um yeah this is uh like, I'm done. this is a uh, uh griff park or beachwood canyon or yeah that those stairs are very popular right there we go I, I love how yeah. yeah you're right wow look at that yeah, yeah. I, I love how he's, he's got bad. that abusive bicep hold on it. Yeah. <laughs> to, when it's like that's when the you only to, way you could make a woman go. Exactly. In the 50s. When you're on the one with a chick, it's like you gotta like no. Well, yeah. The the where's my dinner, bitch? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the uh, she is wearing heels. That's that particular grip. <laughs> I mean, she needs the support. Yeah. yeah, so many. Not this film. This film actually does. It's one of the more equality-friendly uh, movies uh, of the fifties, where many of them are like, "Oh well, you know, she's hysterical doing being a woman." Just you know, smack her around and smack give her some barbiturates. Yeah, there's too many movies that involve like uh, from this era that are like, wow. "Oh, she's being hysterical. Good slap will do her." You know, um, and then she'll Connery. thank you for it. Like, yeah, oh, good. Exactly. I needed that. Thank you. Yeah. The townsfolk are like Romero zombies here. I mean, it, or uh, excuse me, like Snyder zombies. Snyder zombies, just, yeah. For cold calculating, get like, yeah, gotta yeah. get you, pod people suck at finding people. Right. Well, they are the worst at looking. They never, they don't have hide and seek on their planet or right. something. Like, <laughs> just. Well, which, because they clearly in, it, the, get, well, they get the memory of whoever they're taking over. Right. So but isn't there a thing with the pod people where they have some sort of shared communal neural something? Or we don't know. Not according no. to this movie. Not, not <laughs> yeah. that ex- not, that's, that's the problem. Explained. Right, right, right. That's a, is that in one of the later ones? Are you saying I, that? I don't you know. I, I think I may be confusing that. Is there with, a sort of um, we're coming to Earth to take over the humans and be slightly less emotional oh, than that. Right. What was the, uh, no, the mid-90s Donald Sutherland movie or Alien Takeover movie? I forget the name of it, but it was... Um, uh, 
shoot. But yeah, basically brainstem. Mm. Like it was basically an implant. It was like a brainstem in the back of the head that they existed on. But uh-huh. uh, they had like some sort of communal neural something sure. or other. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm reasonably sure they didn't think this far in that one. On this one, probably. Just well, they're not really hung up on the details with this. No. It's more about the experience of oh my god, everyone's against us. They're all becoming these these people, and it's these, these slightly you know. different people. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the title "Invasion of the Body Snatchers" is a very pulpy sort of like. I feel like this movie is always sort of straddling like near classic status, but it's still that pulpy sort of uh, mm-hmm. underground, you know, kind of um, exploitative sci-fi. You know what I mean? Where it's it's not quite. But, here we go. <laughs> that's that's he's just he's got to carry her because she's so physically weaker than him. Well, the puppet is, master. She is puppet little, master. so you know. Puppet masters wasn't bad. I actually, I actually kind of have some decent memories of puppet masters. I'd be willing to revisit that again. Well, I'm a, I'm a little curious, and it's, I just don't know. Is that at the time when this came out, was sci-fi kind of like a whole different thing? And that this is, you know, this is this is a movie that, you know, relatively speaking, is taking sci-fi as a genre very seriously because it's actually more like a mystery, right. kind of a thriller, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, conspiracy sort of, you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's like like I said, there's this ten year period here uh, where you really feel like a shift in sci-fi where we go from, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pure outer spacey. I, I mean, it's like at some point. Mars, there was a flip between guys in silver suits coming out of UFOs, and yeah. then oh my god, we have to fight these guys to a a a right. a, a, a scenario that is just it's science fiction. Well, it's that, not real, but it's treated very seriously. Well, to me, that's why the original Day of the Earth Stood Still is like the perfect hybrid of pulpy genre e sci fi, but also has like a message because that movie Day of the Earth Stood Still, the, the, the original one at least, it's not a very actiony movie. It's more just people sitting around talking and philosophizing mm-hmm. while a alien recovers. In a hospital, you know what I mean. So there's like uh-huh. there's there's and, but the, the things they were talking about and the sort of the message that movie had and that absolutely was a message movie. Um, you know, it's a it's a, a thinking man sci-fi and this is sort of almost there to like full on thinking man sci-fi. There's it's it's a bit of I wouldn't say it's it's not overt pol- political polemic, but it is sort of subversive in how it, it approaches the theme of anti-communism in, and anti-pharmaceuticals. In that one shot, it was this angle, but the shot before when they first ran over the boards that mm-hmm. these two are hiding in, yeah. it, it feels like it cuts right as a guy steps between the boards yeah. and his foot's yeah. going to go through and step I on the I, was dealing, I, right. I thought I was the only... It really looks like they cut on that specifically to like, ooh, that extra totally I thought I stepped all, I, on his I face. I thought I saw that, but it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That was, I'm pretty sure yeah, that, that happened. happened. Okay. It was one of those, did I actually see that? Okay. I guess I did. And keep and it, let's bathe in a puddle. I mean, it's not just America this is happening to. I mean, keep in mind the original Godzilla we created <laughs> around this time was very much an anti-nuclear um, movie. And it, had, and it was talking about just about environmental devastation and, you know, it actually had things to say. Around this time, you're saying? Around this time, yeah. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you watch the original Gojira, it's it's um, I mean they they are it's they're very blatant Gojira. about their anti-nuclear status and their and their stance on it. I'm like, well, they keep dropping bombs. This is what happens, you know. Like this is this is what happens when you fuck with nature. It's a giant lizard that will ble- breathe that radioactivity back on you. I feel like they would be good for if he was like a responsible doctor and grabbed a handful of speed that he obviously has. They would be good for another, like, two days at the very least. Right. I mean, when metabolites, like, they have fen-fen, goddammit. Like, they're good. <laughs> yeah, this shit has, like, crack in it, probably. Seriously. If, Co- if Coca-Cola was still just Staying not that removed from having cocaine. Staying awake should not be their problem. Right? Yeah. yeah. Staying awake should not be their problem for another, like, couple days. They should be worrying about heart failure. Or, I mean, but when they have their adrenaline dump, like, right now, that's when they would, like, sort of, you know. As, as a person who's gotten 
extraordinarily little sleep lately. I can tell you, there just there <laughs> there just kind of becomes a point where um, your body will just shut down whether you want it to. Oh or no, not. I, I I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. But I also had Metabolife, and I was fine before. <laughs> right, right, right. You know that got illegalized. I've got I've got fatting night pills, but yeah, that's a uh, made up of nine different kinds of tea. So. Hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of holistic medicine back then. Back then, like all medicine was holistic. Like, oh, a scientist made it. It's great. Mm. It's made of plastic polymers with jagged metal barbs. <laughs> Give it up. Yeah. I am a little impressed that they had the scene where he leaves her alone in the cave. Yeah, yeah. and I what assumed the that the first thing that was going to happen is she immediately just goes, <sighs> just like a goddamn woman. Yeah. <sighs> No, she wants water. Oh. Oh, oh, you, you need gotta, water now? You got to tart yourself up, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Whore. <laughs> what? You got to whore out? For, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> I'm mad at her. She falls asleep for like a second. Although being passed out for like hours before was fine. It was yeah. still early in the then pod Then she got process. roused. So we're seeing the giant like oh. plantation here where they're making all the pods. Yeah. I, I like to wonder about what would happen if like he fell asleep against the fence over there would there be like 80 pods within a radius of him that all shouting first him? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's first hitler you know it's you know it's a little funny too in the beginning you know we see a specific clone of a guy on the pool table we see a specific clone of the girl but the pods in 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 the in the the garden in, in their shed are there we're making like a lot of them Right, you know, and so I wonder where do all the other ones go in those previous scenarios? To be specific, you know, yeah. did they all get up and wander away? Did it only make one? I mean, that seems a little weird. Well, I mean, here she falls asleep for a second, and then she becomes a pod. Okay, so that's that. That's what? the main yeah, problem. The, the time. How does this is, how do you get linked with your pod? Yeah, well, no, she's not. She's well, theoretically just, the same material. Well, here, here's here's how I it was, don't get it. Here's how it's been set up in the movie so far, which is that right. the pods they grow little blank clones of people, and then when you fall asleep, it Wi-Fi syncs with you and steals your life, and right. then presumably the person who fell asleep is just eaten, comatose like, yeah. forever. They, yeah, they go, are, you know, it's no not explained. Through, we don't like, get there. Yeah, but here she falls asleep. She's the original. She's an actual human. She's, she's the person. She's the people, and then she's replaced, which and is then she's the opposite people. from. How it's been working, but so she far. hasn't come I, out of a pod, right? But I mean, I could probably think of like five workable workarounds, you know, with relative ease. But the problem is, they never fully establish exactly. That. They no, never take, they never do the like, legwork to to establish. I can, that. I mean, maybe it's because I've been watching science fiction my entire life, so I can kind of think of ways to deal with it, and yeah. that's probably why because I've been presented with a lot of ways of like workarounds. Oh no. I'm a pod person somehow. The extreme yeah, close-up. Never reverses. really. Never, but know. they never ever. They're like, yeah, she's a pod person now. Shrug deal. And it's not fridge logic. It's not. I mean, you you in the moment you're like, no, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like in the if it, it had worked this way the whole time, yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know. But right. like her body was not snatched. That it's yeah. It's no. a, <laughs> she would be cleaner. Yeah. Her, her body yeah, was in no right. way snatched. Her body sure. was very. I mean, you can make her an, brain was replaced. You yeah. can make an Invasion argument of the brain because switchers. you can make an argument that because of proximity to so many pods, maybe it speeds up the process. That's fine. <laughs> but they no, never it's speeding up what that. process. Yeah. They don't replace the original human. Right. They never fully flesh out the process. Again, it's something where the um, the the remake does fully uh i feel like with not a whole clear. lot of additional brain power it uh you you would uh, be able to rectify a lot of the little problems here and make something that you could delve deeper into in sequels and i'm sure they did i just i haven't seen well it no and i guess i mean i think maybe in their minds it was very clear to them but they just didn't do the job of communicating well, again it, i'm thinking know? that's 
honestly, I think that's just not what they were worried about making this movie. I mean, it was just, you know. I agree. Yeah. Like, oh, and my I, God, and then she's one of them. Oh, I don't, that'll be awesome. I don't always yeah. need the logic to fully add up to appreciate a movie, uh, but this is like su- it's such a big moment to um, – to kind of fumble. Yeah, no, when yeah. she the fact that when she comes to like he kisses her and it's different and he knows. And that's where the big moment is, but if during that big moment you're like wait, and yeah. you can't really like appreciate his horror because it's bullshit. Right. So now here's what I feel like is this this is when this he comes out into the street and is just yelling at people driving by who won't listen to him. I feel like it's totally a, like a Twilight Zone well, no, episode. Well, th- this is where it was another, spo- this is where it was supposed to end. That's right. Yeah. yeah. When, well, when there's he's another screaming like at the camera. The guy's like, "Yeah, let him go. No one will believe him. Why right. didn't you just let him go right. before?" One thing I've noticed, I mean, one thing I did notice earlier on, I whenever they're being pursued, the the pod people, they always pursue in a single file line, which I always really like. <laughs> I, it's odd, but I always, but if you know, they're very consistent with it. Whenever they're chasing, it's never like a ho- they're single file and then they clump up, but as long as they're running, they're always single file. Pod people do not believe in mobbing. No, see, but again, it it's, is it's, human it's, and distasteful. <laughs> exactly. We're going to get this guy we're to get him in an orderly fashion. It's like, you know, if I, I okay. Don't sing to their level. <laughs> This is obviously the style of what the movie's doing, but I think you'd have better a chance in the 50s just going out and putting your thumb in the air. You know? Yeah. Somebody would yeah. be like, hey, jump on, buddy. Where are you getting it's off? Like, it's like that here, giant you know? truck. You could have just where jumped on it to begin with. Oh, but then there's but that. But then there's Uh-oh. that. And then, of course, the part where he yells into the camera, they're coming for you, audience! Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that was a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot lot of of sci-fi did that. Which I can totally yeah. actually this. You know, it's the Orson Welles I can imagine it freeze frames on him at the end of this shot, and then it says the end question mark. You know, and uh, that's I can see that being an ending they would do. So yes, as 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 you just alluded to, it um, or not alluded to, but specifically noted. Uh, what this is this is one of the first uh, situations of uh, well, not maybe one of the first, but one uh, a first prominent that I'm aware of studio meddling. Kind of like here's the movie we made, and they're kind of like. Wow, that's a downer. We really <laughs> would like to see some kind of an optimistic thing. And so after the fact, they went in and added the prologue and the epilogue right, where he's right. a- in the... Where they know, believe They took him. him to the madhouse and then uh, come up with the we believe you now kind of situation. Well, firstly, it's 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 certainly not the first time studio meddling. Studio meddling happened back in the 20s, you know. But, right. Um, Sure. But but I mean that was one of the big deal about Orson Welles is that he actually got you know director's cut on on his movie mm-hmm. that was like a big deal even back then. But it is I mean certainly you're starting to see more studio because usually the studios kept things such on lockdown. But over time they you know they had a little more freedom. But then they it was all a lot of their changes happened in post, whereas beforehand you know it was, it was always even in pre production they oh, would constantly okay. change things. Yeah. Looked like a sh- young Sean Astin that orderly. <laughs> I think I, I seriously think you could do six degrees of Sean Astin personally. I think I, he's been as much <laughs> shit, and just via Lord of the Rings, you probably connect him to just about anybody. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, no happy endings. Very the Twilight Zone ending works for Twilight Zone because it's TV. Um, mm-hmm. The Twilight Zone ending for movies, it's uh, it's like hey, I just spent an hour and a half. Yeah, what? yeah. I just like I, the cavalry music here. Like ah, oh, we're gonna get them commies. <laughs> right. You can be as subversive as you want. We're gonna get you. <laughs> this is this is by far the most messed up his hair has ever been, and this yeah. is like hey man, the equivalent of pomade being completely buck wild. Pomade is important. The end. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, 1956. <laughs> yeah, that's a thought. Yeah. Around the table. All right. 
Go uh, ahead. Yeah, I saw, like I said, like I said, I saw this uh, last night for for the uh, you know just to see this, and it's it's interesting to see how how sci- what sci-fi was before it was sci-fi. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely gonna have to see the uh, see the newer newer version and uh, compare and contrast. Yeah, I mean it's it's it is a classic in a lot of ways, um, and it has its place amongst uh, stars of the genre. But uh, it's it's got some flaws in there, and like I said, it's it's one of those movies that actually gets improved by uh, remakes on it, or at least one remake in particular. But the, I think we're on like our fourth remake of uh, of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So clearly, it's an idea that that um, it is uh, transitive, regardless of like the communist thing. I think people really get you know unnerved about the idea of Id- of identity issues. I think is there a remake that you, you think know, was worse than this one? Oh, there's always remakes that are worse. I think the yeah. remake of the Day the Earth Stood Still was uh, completely well, I'm specifically innocent. of this one. I'm oh, this one, um, the the '90s one, or the most? No, I'm sorry, the most recent one with Nicole Kidman and uh, uh-huh. and uh, uh, Daniel Craig. That was just like I don't know. I just they're trying to make it uh, more creepy and more like I almost felt like Japanese horror in a lot of ways, and I, it didn't feel like it was necessary. And but I think I, I think the idea of taking identity uh, is very scary to audiences. So I think we'll always kind of see people revisit this this notion from time to time as years go on. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to like look at it and nitpick it from a standard that we're used to of like everything's got to not be explained but kind of make sense in that universe like i don't think they had a you know movie bible for this they obviously didn't but sure. we're used to that kind of mentality of right what's the through line rather than just someone has an idea and they kind of well what if you know identities started getting taken and who would believe you and it's mm. this fantastical thing mm-hmm. and it's not so much about the how yeah. Whereas right now, now because we're kind of jaded and inundated, it's very much about the how does that happen? Because if I don't have the how, I'm distracted. Yes. Basically. Exactly right. I think that's definitely a difference in just sort of movies then and movies now and how we watch movies and what we're thinking about, what we're worried about. You know? Yeah. So. All right. Well, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Click the big link and subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a new episode every single week. Uh, Twitter.com slash downinfront. Facebook.com slash downinfrontshow. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. At the forum, we announce when and where we'll be having the live chat every week. But it's at downinfront.net slash live. So you can join in and participate in the conversation. Buy this DVD from our store, and we get like a buck. Buy a T-shirt, and we get like a 100 bucks. On the site, there's also a donate button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Thank you to Matt Feta Veda, who uh, does the show notes and chapter breaks in iTunes. Holden Hill designed the website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Fennick. Mike Scott. Trey Stokes. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Down in Front. Good night. Good night. Ha <laughs> 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 April Fool's. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> 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 How did he do? Ba-da-ba. There's someone there who said, why do they say April Fool's? <laughs> Who's listening? <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com